when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, October 7th, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 269. Nice. I am your host, Austin Walker, joining me uh, here, beginning of the new week, Kato in the studio, Patrick Klepek on the line. Rob the music of near premieres and concerts in Europe, North America, and Southeast Asia. An autograph and photo opportunity with vocalist Emmy Evans, composer Keiichi Okabe, director mm-hmm. Yoko Taro, and conductor oh. Arnie Roth coming to Chicago January twenty no. fourth, twenty twenty. I'd go. To Let's that. go. That sounds great. Honestly, that sounds good. I, they, Apparently, the tickets are going to be very expensive. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. No, Someone linked it to me, and I was like, cool, that's a, I'll drag my wife to that and weird her out. And they were like, these tickets are supposed to be like hundreds of dollars. And I was like, where's the PR person? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> PR person I, it, for coverage? Oh, God. There coverage, please. Uh, please. Uh, did they add that near stuff to Final Fantasy XIV yet? Uh, not yet. Uh, if, Soon? I think it's this if week? it hasn't, it must be soon because they reached out, you know, yeah. trying to get us to to cover it and be like, "We'll power level you." And I was like, "I don't know how these games work." <laughs> um, I, I, I'm 24 levels into Final Fantasy 14. Damn, I'd been secretly playing. Well, so I took that vacation in August. Yeah, and I started playing then just to be like, "Listen, I have like three weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm like traveling, but like I can run this, and you know, let me just check it out." Uh, and I am, uh, then I stopped because I came back to work and immediately the thing that I knew would happen with that game if I tried to play it happened, which is I don't have time to play an MMO or I didn't have time to play an MMO while I had a full-time job. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and so now that I've stepped away, <laughs> stepped back, I'm like, I'm going to try Final Fantasy 14 again. Great. And man, it's hard to get into an MMO. Yeah. And we'll talk about more about this in a yeah. bit with Destiny. Speaking of. But man, it's like, I have friends who are like at hour 80, let's say, in this game. They've gotten through the main story sure. quest. They, they're like going into the first uh, DLC, the first expansion, or they're going to the second expansion. Yeah. And they are like in love with this game. I mean, to be clear, I have a ton of friends who love this game. Yeah. Uh, but my friends Jack and Janine are both like playing it actively and starting fresh this year. Right. And so I'm getting like incredible screenshots and like, wow, I just did this dungeon X, Y, Z. I did this, this thing with a cool character. Oh my God. The, the, you know, the, this cutscene was gorgeous. And I'm like running, I'm like being dragged through dungeons at high speed by people who've played those dungeons (laughs) hundreds of times who are literally scolding me for moving too slow. And it's just like, I'm not even moving that slow. I just wanted to go back and see, I saw something glowy. There were, you literally walked past a chest. I'm like, how am I supposed to know that there's just potions in there and you don't give a fuck about potions because you've run this a thousand times. Yeah. Dog. And it's just like, it's frustrating because I know it's clear that at hour 80, I would really love this thing. Right. Um, but it's just like all the stuff I love about, or if I, or, or, or if I had started playing this 
like if it came out this year and I was not so far behind the 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 kind of wheel, that would also be good because it's like the thing, the joy I get from something like a dungeon in an MMO, um, or like which is like the equivalent of a uh, of a strike. of a strike in, yeah. in Destiny, is like okay, well, what's going on here? What are the mechanics? What is like the thing about this? Yeah. So one cool example from an early one is there's a fight against a bunch of like a big slime. Right, a uh, big like I think it's called a uh, it's like an, it's not an ooze. It's some bullshit. It's a big slime, and you can't damage the slime directly. In Final Fantasy, right? It wasn't an ooze though. It was oh, some okay. other word. I was yeah. like, oh, cool word for for an ooze. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you couldn't damage it directly, but you're fighting in a big mine, and the mine also has these enemies that are like blasting, living blasting caps, or like little imps that like mm. blow up if you do enough damage to them. Mm. So you have to mm. kill an imp near the slime, and it splits the slime in half, mm. and you have two undefeatable slimes. You have to keep doing that and like cut them down until they're just a little bit. And that was like, that fight went on long enough for me to understand what the mechanic was. I was like, right. oh, that's cool. That's a cool, yeah. I like figuring that shit out in, in, in MMOs. But most of these, these dungeons I've done so far, I've done like three three of them so far are just like someone is sprinting ahead attacking as many enemies as they can to get them kited to get them like locked onto them because yeah. they're the tank and just running for you know three minutes getting a huge train <laughs> of enemies then like stopping at a random corner and be like oh this is where we fight them but why is this where we fight them no one this talks is the fighting corner this is the if fight corner done, Austin if you run this dungeon I, for you know this is the fighting corner yes Look. exactly it's also just one of those things you don't where talk I'm, about the fighting corner yeah, we just do it you just fight at the fight corner first little fight corner is um, no one will sue me for that <laughs> the the thing that is so tough is like I'm also just so early with the class that the for have you played an MMO have either of you played an MMO before like a traditional I played I five hours of <laughs> WoW played, once okay <laughs> uh, in 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 college uh, at sort of like the height of one up like early on mm -hmm. they were trying to get people to write weekly columns about like this is like the the early heights of like WoW yeah, where yeah. there was just Tons of copycats and uh, EverQuest two had come out, mm -hmm. and EverQuest you know was like the the you know the the big MMO daddy before WoW came along, and um, so they were like, hey, do you want to write a weekly column about EverQuest two? And I was like, okay. They're like, <laughs> don't have to be good. We just want a weekly column about yeah, EverQuest two, yeah. and you get you know one hundred and twenty bucks a pop. And I was like, yeah, one hundred twenty bucks, sure, sure. So, yeah. I was uh, I was like that'll you know that'll pay for my my beer tabs and so I did I didn't learn very much I I stopped doing that column relatively quickly because I was not enjoying it. <laughs> well, for if you haven't played an MMO that much. Oh wait, the correct answer is yes. I play Destiny. You play Destiny, which is an MMO. <laughs> I yeah, agree. Um, the, the thing is that Destiny doesn't really do this that often, but there yeah. are. We'll actually talk about this when we talk about Destinies. I messaged you the other day, being like, "What is the thing that does the thing in other MMOs? Right? What is the class or subclass?" So a thing in MMOs is you have a class, you have a bunch of abilities in that class, and you tend to have what's called a rotation, which is like, here are the abilities I use in order, in right. order to be as efficient as possible. Um, so for me, as a low-level archer in this game, uh, I hit up, I'd shoot like a poison arrow at someone, then I do this other arrow, as long as it's against one enemy, I do this other basic arrow that does like decent damage, and that that arrow has like a 20% chance to, to let me then use a super strong arrow. Mm -hmm. And then I also have something that's like a very strong arrow that shoots instantly, and that is on like a 15-second cooldown. So it's like start a fight, poison them, hit them with the quick, super quick hit, then do the other one hoping to proc hoping to, to, to you know, uh, make the other super strong arrow come online and then loop that thing over and over again. Right. Um, but that's because I'm very early in this game and that's such a boring loop of like hitting one, two, two, 
to three, four, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. But the end of an MMO, you you have like 20 abilities and maybe you still only use six of them any given like 30 second period, but you're balancing all this other stuff. Right. And so I'm just at the point in this MMO where I'm just like bored to tears and I know it's going to get better and I don't want to play with anyone because I'm in such a foul fucking mood. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is like be with other people while right. I'm in this mood playing this game. It's like, I don't want company digging ditches. Let me put on my fucking headphones and dig this ditch and eventually we'll have a pool. And then we can swim in the pool. Once, I, <laughs> once I've dug out the fucking pool, I'm happy to have people over to swim in the pool. But until then, I want to be left alone. Uh, it's just not a positive experience. It'll uh, get there. I'm going to keep pushing through. But that is my, my I almost said Destiny 2 update. Which, yeah. Which, <laughs> Patrick, you started. Uh, well, honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you and I both this weekend were like, we should play not together <laughs> again. We, yeah, we both, I guess, had the impulse of like, let's try to get into Destiny Two. How has it gone for you so far? Well, so I was after our conversation on Friday. I was genuinely curious to to. Well, one, uh, it just felt weird having been away for like so long to just like I'll just jump into this new expansion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to play with friends because like I can't play the game fast enough to even do that part. So I thought, <laughs> well. Maybe I should start from scratch and I'll just, not that I need to play through all the old campaign, but at right. least f- I was curious how d- uh, Bungie was sort of like, now that they kind of revamped things, this is sort of like a welcoming back for a lot of people. I was just curious what like the onboarding was like. Yeah. How does it handle campaign stuff? We t- how does it handle tutorial stuff? Right, right. It's bad. Which like, sucks. It's, we supposed it's, um, last week, last week we were like, well, it's bad to try to hop in in the middle if you're trying to pick up after playing the main campaign, but I bet right. it's good if you're just a new player. No? So the way, so the way it works is, uh, you know, so I linked up all my, you know, I did all the linking stuff for the cross save and set up all that stuff and I do have like a warlock that I've been, you know, I've pussed with for the, you know, last five years or whatever. Um, and I'd never ever played with a different class. So I was like, I'll start a new character. Like, I, uh, like the hunter seems pretty cool. It's like throwing knives is rad. It is, like, it is. that's, that's, I'm, I'm all yeah, right yeah. with that. Um, so like the game opens with like, you know, the standard, like, you know, Cosmodrome, you know, like you're awake. And oh, then, like the like, Destiny, right. The go, Destiny 1 Cosmodrome yeah. stuff, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you head to the, the tower. Um, and it's so strange because you get like part of a tutorial in the Cosmodrome, like a couple of basic things about like how the game works, but then the other part of that tutorial doesn't exist because you're not playing the rest of that game. Like you're then dumped into destiny two. And so what immediately happens is like, you're in the tower it's like, okay, there is, I will say, you know, like there's a decent like cinematic, you know, that like outlines like some broad strokes of like what's happening in the story, but doesn't explain the factions. doesn't like really set up a lot of the stakes other than traveler light, People dead, now alive. But more specifically, <laughs> it's like you're I'm in the tower and I'm like, cool. Um like what do I what do I do now? And it's like, hey, go do a strike. And it's like, doesn't explain what a strike is. It's just like you should be doing strikes. Like that's part of it has quests that are like meant to introduce you to the different sort of like game types right. of, of things you can do, but doesn't explain what a strike is, why you'd want to do a strike. What is the point of strikes? Um, it's also very strange. If you're a new player, you're into this world. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then you just jump to a strike where they're just babbling about characters and locations uh-huh. that don't make any sense to you. Because there's no <laughs> setup for a strike. Even for a new player yeah. where it's like, hey, you never played this before. Like, here's a lore dump that's going to at least give you a pretext for, like, what you're doing here. It's like, nah, I don't know. Who's the Fallen? I Not, not a clue. Um, and then... 
it's it. So, you know, you mentioned they're like, oh, I want to go play like Curse of Osiris. Like, how do I do that stuff? And it's like, you know, weirdly buried, in, you know, over in the ship shipyard with that. Uh, was it Amanda? Amanda, Amanda that Hol- the, yeah, Holiday? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess the game. Is that also, so that's it, also it, where it, the Red War is, right? The original. All yeah. of it. All of it. Okay. All with what they call legacy content, right. um, which is all the old campaigns are there. But even for a fresh player that is starting new. You would think that just like, cool, we'll just put the Red War like campaign. We'll just be a marker in here. Like, if you want to start playing yeah. this, here you go. None of that's there. They just presume that even with a fresh character, um, you're not going to want to touch the stuff. Which I can imagine if you're just starting at rolling a new class that, yeah, you would want to do that. But it's just, it's strange that there's not a, hey, you're a new player. Would you like to be inch? And what uh, sort of... There's a fact online that I saw recently from Bungie that's like, are you new to Destiny? Yeah. Here's how the game works. And it's like, in it, in it line by line, explains the mechanics of how Destiny, the game flow of Destiny, the class flow right. of Destiny. Like, when you start a new character, it doesn't even explain. And I forgot this. Like, oh, right. I can go change how my jumps work. Like, I can swap different <laughs> it, character like, characteristics of my character. from the jump at this point? Yeah. For new players? Yep. Yes. So, like, contrast that and with- it doesn't explain mm. that you can change it. It doesn't even <laughs> yeah. tell you, like, hey, by the way, like, you can have a different grenade. Like, uh, You okay, can have a different- like, Everything. Everything. <laughs> your yeah. whole the whole way your your thing plays is different. Yeah. So the for people who don't know, when Destiny One and Destiny Two came out, the way that that stuff worked is, I think Destiny One was true with this. You started with one sub with one class. Yeah. Uh, was like, hey, are you the the solar version of it, the void version of it, or the arc version of of your class? Those all have different sub Those abilities. Didn't exist yet for the other the other ones. So in was, the original in Destiny One, in, was there yeah, only? Yeah. So if you if you were a warlock, you only had void and solar. Options, okay. Right. There are only but, two. Right. Yeah, two per. Destiny Two launched with all three, but uh, you unlocked them throughout yeah, the course yeah. of the main campaign, yeah, right? Exactly. So that, that's the thing I'm getting to is that in Destiny One and Destiny Two, you start the game, you go through lots of little missions that will slowly unlock new abilities for you to, as you level up you unlock new abilities to use like double jump or triple jump if you're a hunter eventually uh, or different grenade types and they introduce you slowly to the idea of things like strikes you know you're three hours in to either of those games before a strike opens yeah. you know uh, and then it's like oh hey go you the strike is open we'll give you a reward if you dip your toes into the strike we'll give you a reward if you dip your toes into the crucible the pvp stuff um, and all that stuff is situated in some sort of narrative package. Yeah. Um, and it's not that it isn't at all anymore. It's just that like it is, it, it sounds like. I, mean, I started a new, I started, I started right. a new game and then it's giving me updates about like the raid for Shadowkeep. Right. And I'm like, uh, who is this? And, it's, right. and I understand from their perspective, like how do you message it, right? Like how, how do you like presume is this, but it should just be a, like there should be two branching paths when you start a new character. It's like, are you starting fresh or are you starting a new class? And then the onboarding should be totally different because if I if I was just starting a new class, I wanted a new character, it makes sense that like, yeah, yeah I would here's all the details about what's do... going on in Shadowkeep. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, but it's just, it's a, it, it, you know, maybe this will get, you know, sort of massaged out in the future or maybe as we talked about on Friday, maybe they just don't care that much and it's like, look, at the end of the day, we're catering to a certain type of player yeah. and we're expecting the other types of players are just going to figure it out. But, it is so messy for that other type of player where it's like, I have played this game. Like, yeah. like I'm not completely fresh and I'm so frustrated, like to the point where like, yeah, I was like, all right, well, time to watch a, got to watch a lore video, I guess, you know, <laughs> who, uh, Perfect. I tweeted out. I was like, so what's the, 
Everyone, what's what's like the ninety minute dump? People every ninety answer, minute every ninety minute <laughs> answer. Four hours. Yeah, a four hour video Fuck. that from people who I don't know, randos on Twitter. Everyone's Rami Evlambier, of course, yeah. telling me to watch this one four, four hour video that video. people say is it's too long, like a tremendous it's explanation. Split up. It's split of, up. Is it what's it split yeah. by? It's like there's like pre pre the city, uh-huh. like all the old shit with the hive. Yeah. Then there's like the city age and like the collapse. Right. And then there's like current. Then the current, game starts. Then Destiny One starts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's three different sections to that video, and if you so choose, and that's you can drawing kind of, like, from grimoire stuff from the lore tab in yeah. Destiny Two, etc. Yeah. And the other this uh, art YouTuber books and... called My Name Is Bife who does like deep dives onto all that lore. Byf, like, right? Yeah. Uh, B. Yes. I think BYF. that's right. Um, I have that video up, and I just like I'll watch it at some point. Yeah. I'll put it on at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so I did the thing where Patrick, I was like, I don't want to replay the Red War. Also, real quick, it's goofy because like, you play the Red War that opens with the tower being destroyed, the yeah. city being attacked, <laughs> uh-huh. right? And then yeah. you just go back to the tower and like, hey, hello, yeah. Guardian. Oh, you go to the, show me how you floss. I think after it sends you to the farm. So. It doesn't. It doesn't. Someone told me it said. Oh, well, I don't know, Patrick. Does it send you to the farm? Well, you. You you go to the farm, okay. but you could just travel back to the tower. Okay. So it's just like the it narrative lock is, you is out of the tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> farm is cool. Which, like, I miss the it, farm. Which that, that makes, yeah, that's good. That makes some that makes some sense because you know there's it's it's weird. just handled in the yeah. worst way possible. The thing, I, I, I think a lot about when I got into Destiny One. By the time I got into Destiny One, I was and actually this is going to be a, a good way for me to talk about what my frustration is right now with the current with what I'm doing. When I got into Destiny One. It was like a year in to Destiny 1. I got a PS3 so I could play Battlefield Hardline for review, which is a weird reason to get a PS3. <laughs> and so because I knew I was going to be playing Battlefield Hardline, a game that I was not enjoying, I was like, you know what? Let me just buy Destiny. There's been some cool content out. It's pre-Taken King, but post Dark Below and whatever the second one of those was. Uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, there were two expansions out. Neither of them were like yeah. particularly good. Um, they were okay, but that content just got like at that point when I was playing was just in the mix. Yeah. It was higher level than I was when I started. You start at level one, and there's again this is like a year into Destiny one, so there's a different situation than three years into Destiny two or whatever. I, I or two years. What year is this? This is this is the beginning of the third, the third year. year, right? Yeah. So different situation, but. You would play through the main game of Destiny 1 and level up yeah. and get, you know, go through, oh, this is what a strike is. I remember fighting the big fucking servitor for the first time. I was like, okay, I'm, and then I go to the moon. And then you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I'm at the right level for some of this expansion stuff. Let me take a break from the main way too thin Destiny 1 ex- <laughs> uh, campaign to like – Bring in some of the stuff from Dark Below to bring in some of the stuff from whatever the other <laughs> oh House of Wolves. No. House of Wolves yeah. is that right? House of Wolves and like go do that stuff um, uh, as like supplementary material. And none of that stuff was necessarily great on its own, but yeah. as like a little side diversion, it totally fit in as like almost like an ep- a side episode, a side story inside of the big main campaign. Right. Um, I wish that that is how they were doing this. <laughs> yeah. Not only because it would have given a good game flow in terms of like here is the narrative flow of the story, but because it doesn't right now feel like you are progressing off the bat in a way that is related to the content you're doing if you're doing legacy content. Yeah. So to explain what I mean, uh, all my characters are level seven fifty. Everyone's characters are seven fifty out the out the jump. If you they have no were, choice, if they were not already seven fifty, right? I decided to skip the Red War. 
um, because I already played through it uh, uh, on other characters on, on my PS on my I guess one of these characters already did play through the Red War. My Titan had already played through the, the Red War. Yeah, I know I want to play Shadowkeeper. I thought I wanted to play Shadowkeep. We'll get there, <laughs> um, and which is not a drag in some ways. It's just we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, but I don't know that I still want to play Titan. I started playing Titan through. I like picked up my characters. Like, let me just go through Curse of Osiris. Curse of Osiris is as bad as people said it was. <laughs> I didn't play any side stuff. I didn't do any of the strikes. I didn't do any of like the adventures, which are like the smaller yeah. scale story things. I just did the missions. There's only like four of them, yeah. something like that. That's short. Um, Oof. It's like they forgot. Maybe it's five, but it's like there's no real characters in that story that are interesting at all. It feels like a it kind of fumbled on Osiris, who's supposed to be this really cool, mysterious yeah. figure, who's barely in it at all directly. It's a lot of people talking around Osiris. Yeah. Um, there's like a couple of sketches of a character. There's like, oh, Brother Vance, this guy sucks. This guy yeah. is like a fanboy of this this like great hero academic right. scholar who's been ousted by being a little too, you know, eccentric or whatever. Um, you get a little bit of, a, you get Osiris's ghost, who so is just right. like a ghost yeah. who is like, her character is she has beef with Ikora. That's the character. It's kind of the, the all of the character. Um, uh, and, then, and you get Ikora, and you don't really even get much of her. You just kind of get her as like some you, – you learn that there is tension, but you don't necessarily see that tension. You just see it resolved. Yeah. Uh, and those missions are super boring. <laughs> They're just really rough. And so I don't know if it was because Curse of Osiris was bad or, or because I just wasn't clicking with my class, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try the other two main classes. I'm going to try a bunch of subclasses yeah. with each of them. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to play each expansion with one class. So I'll have done Curse of Osiris mm. with Titan. I'm going to do Warmind with Hunter. I'm going to do Forsaken with Warlock. Get into Warmind. It's immediately better, for sure. Not just because I think Hunter is really cool. I got to play some, like, right. the, the Forsaken, the um, the subclass that was added in Forsaken. Yeah, uh, the way Or of... the, sorry, way of... Knives, the way of yeah, I think it's something like that. <laughs> it's something like the way of knives. Yeah. If, if it's not that, then it should. Then it be. fucking should be. It's the one where you throw a bunch of knives. <laughs> you throw a bunch of fire knives. You throw a and bunch then they of come fire back knives. And you keep throwing. Them. Um, uh, I like that a lot. Uh, so I guess note in in this game's favor, in this setup's favor, is I didn't have to go play Forsaken to unlock that stuff yeah. for me as the mid tier returning player just unlock all that shit for me that's cool i'm i just want to try stuff out play it through warmind warmind is like getting there it's a little bit better those missions are kind of cool it's dealing with rasputin which is like one of the cool you, you didn't play any destiny one patrick yeah no okay. yeah, yeah. i don't remember yeah, early on the, in, the ai yeah right? early on in destiny one you get this idea of like oh there's this thing called the warmind rasputin underneath the cosmodrome and it used to be as powerful as any other weapon we had. It went offline that was tied to like the the whatever, the fall of the city and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I remember doing that strike a bunch of times. And be like, go oh, underneath. yeah, cool. I, I hope we find out what's up with the Rasputin. You find out what's up with the Rasputin. It has kind of an okay ending. It does the thing that a lot of stuff we all love does, which is like the second it starts to explain it, it gets less cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> this idea of like Rasputin uh -huh. is this incredibly powerful machine unlike anything else, a, a computer that can win any war with just a thought. And then it's like, okay, what's that do in, in game? It gives you a cool fire javelin you can throw, but there's a, a 15 second cooldown or time limit on it. Like, oh, word, that's the Warmind Rasputin gives me a fire spear. Word, I got guns, my guy. I like, I, I ha okay, 
there were sections of that of that fight where like I was using my regular weapons to great effect because you're level seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, we're like, right. are these even? Why would I even go over there? That spear is so far away. Let me tell my you, my grenade launcher's in my hand now. It was pretty useful back in the day. I bet, but now <laughs> it isn't. And yeah, more yeah. importantly, that is the other, that is the thing that's happening here is like the reason I'm able to jump from class to class and start leveling them up through these these this bits of side content is none of it is like challenging in the sense that like it feels like I'm digging deep or getting or getting extra like I'm not progress I'm getting drops and I'm leveling up my right. my, my power level is going up but it's not in relation to anything else does right. anything in this game have a power level anymore or is ever in in the new content is there the enemy are enemies can enemies be stronger than me oh absolutely okay so not that's not true for any of the legacy content no no because it's all the original levels which are in the low 300s or whatever but <laughs> in the low 300s or whatever right no like the that's the one thing that i enjoyed about shadowkeep was that you start at 750 in that campaign uh and the enemies are 760 in the first mission. Great. Like, and things are tough. Unfortunately, now all of my characters are like 810. Right. Because <laughs> um, I've played any of the game before now. Right. Um, well, if they, and they don't let you pick, right? Where it's like yes. one thing where it's like, look, hey, do you want to do this at 750? Do you just want to steamroll it through? See this, see the, the pretty environments? They're very know, pretty this, environments. The cutscene. Yeah. Mm. Um, but like, hey, do you want to play it like as people play it? Like, we'll artificially turn it to, you know, tune it to hard well, the or way, something like that. The only way to pick is just put on old gear right if but i can't kept, i it, it's all capped i don't have any old We're, gear well not 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 for the old stuff oh i meant new for stuff. for like if you get to shadow keep and want to have that challenge you can turn it back down but yeah fuck that. i'm gonna fuck that at this point <laughs> fuck that. um i will say the, th the third thing i want to say here is um forsaken is dope yeah i'm like halfway through forsaken which is the uh, expansion that came out last year, which you, Kato, have been saying is like, I think that was the Taken King moment. Yeah, absolutely. That was like the moment that they finally hit their stride as far as like the structure and their storytelling. But it I, didn't I, have the Taken King uh, effect where like when <sighs> Taken King happened, uh, everyone came back to Destiny right. 2, Destiny 1. This time it feels like Shadowkeep is that. I like it so much more than Taken King. I like it yeah. so much. I, I yeah. like, part <laughs> of this is I just don't love the hive that much. I sure. think that they're like, cool in like a vague I, I like like a lot of destiny the premise is dope yeah like and then the execution is like eh, yeah, eh. yeah. um <laughs> the thing with the with with forsaken that is so cool one is the bar was set kind of low after osiris right. and warmind yep to the degree <laughs> i'm gonna spoil a little bit of forsaken which was last year's expansion the setup for Forsaken, as everyone remembers, is that Cade Six dies. That's just the premise of the of the thing. He gets yeah, assassinated yeah. by this group called the Scorn that has a leader who is someone who's betrayed you, and so it's like a revenge story. Yeah. Um, uh, and it the first like four missions are you going to this new place, which is this uh the this place called the. What is it? Forgotten What's, Shore? The Forgotten Shore, right, which is like a bunch of asteroids tied together, basically, yeah. tethered together out in deep space, detritus from the That's asteroid belt, cool. from like Saturn's rings. Like, it's just, it's very cool. Yeah. It has a Western vibe. Like, the first, the first, like, mission is called, like, Blue Plains Drifter or yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's like, obviously, Kate Six dies, so one yeah. of your missions is, like, go get his revolver back, go get his hand, his hand cannon back. Yeah. Um, uh, and you're going up against, like, 
enemies who are equal part like bad guys in a Wild West story and Mega Man villains. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's Bomb Man. (laughs) That's Rifle Man. That's literally how they're set up, right? Like, like, that's the one with the car. (laughs) Like, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, uh, It sets up some some really cool boss encounters. Really cool boss encounters. So I played through the first like four of those missions. Uh, where it's like you go in, you meet a local person, you meet like the local crime lord, basically. You kind of make, that's the spider. That's the spider. That's the who I was talking about before. Who? The spider. When? When were you talking about the spider? When, when you were like, how do you start Forsaken? And it's like, I think you talked to the spider. And oh, you were like, who's the spider? Got you. The spider. <laughs> oh, right. Quaylog. Right, Quaylog. Right, right. <laughs> now I remember. Um, you, you actually don't talk to him. There is just, you just, you just click on, there's on. a quest. Oh, okay. Unlike the rest of the legacy content, with Forsaken, there is just a quest at the <laughs> shore that you click on to start it. Great. Okay. Um, and you play through like four of these missions. They're all already better than everything in the previous expansions yeah. because of the thing you said, which is partly it's, stru- it's structure and storytelling. Yeah. It's, there are characters, <laughs> there are multiple characters <laughs> who have motivations, yeah. who have dialogue, uh-huh. who have personalities and interests <laughs> and conflict, um, and that are given time to, to display those things. If I do like four of those, I'm going to do three of them. One of them is like, go do a bunch of bounties for the spider on the Forgotten Shores. Yeah. You come back and he's like, all right, I'll tell you where the bad guys are. I'm like, all right, here the fuck we go. Right. I played Curse of Osiris. I played fucking <laughs> Warmind. This is about this to be over it. in a bad boss fight. <laughs> yeah. You roll up to their place and you fight like all of them. They all teleport away. I'm like, all right, at the end, I'm going to fight them all or whatever. Yeah. You And you end up like encountering their big boss. And like, for real? Did you think you could do what K6 couldn't? Like, you thought you were going to roll in and kill all of us at once. Yeah. And that was gonna be that no bye <laughs> like peace and he's gone uh you, you know there's an encounter there with like another third in command or whatever rando boss and then it's like oh not late title card but basically late title card as you get the rundown on what his whole crew is and each of them shows up with like a playing card yeah and each on the playing card mm. which you know <laughs> I will say playing card bounties have a bad history in, in America. We've been thinking about like weird uh, uh, Gulf War uh, era, collect these people we want to kill playing cards. But it is dope when it is just someone called the Rifleman. Yeah. And that's the guy who fucking killed K6's ghost. Yeah. Like the rider. And she like rides around on the dope hover bike or whatever. I like dirty hover bike a too. dirty which is hover like bike. It's, it's got this exhaust plume on oh, it. Oh, it's so, so good. Cool. Uh, and then it's like, oh no, this campaign is just beginning. This this expansion yeah. just starts. You're going to have to go hunt these people down. They're each going to have their own like uh, mission. They're going to be like... Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. It's exactly <laughs> that. It's so good. And so like, I'm halfway through that. Um, and I've been enjoying that. Not least of not the not least of uh, why because the location is cool. Yeah, there's a new location that feels really distinct. Um, and the it feels like they hit their stride. But also... The thing that happened was I watched you start to play the raid. Yeah. And I watched some people play stuff on the moon. Yeah. And I was like, this all looks old to me. Uh, I've seen this stuff before. Right. I don't know that I want to fight more hive on the moon <laughs> in 2019. I don't want to I don't want to go back to that patrol zone. Yeah. Um, and I might get my fix with Forsaken mm-hmm. and then not have to spend 35 bucks or 60 bucks. How much is Thirty-five. I'm not going to have to spend thirty-five bucks. Shadow Keep, yeah. On Shadow Keep, maybe I'll wait a year and see what happens, and if I want more Destiny, it'll then, go on sale. It'll go on sale before yeah. like the next expansion. That's probably it, right? Is that what we think is next? Is it another expansion next? What? Uh, what is? What is there yeah, next year? I, yeah. Yeah. Think, I, I I would be. I mean, Kato, correct me wrong, but like uh, the read between the lines, it sure sounds like I don't think people should expect like a Destiny three anytime. 
Like soon. I don't know about soon. Yeah, the, because given that they're independent and like they're <laughs> trying this experiment for the first time, where like seasons are what's going to fill out the rest of this uh, year. Right. And those are only like ten dollars each. So is there is that. If I spend thirty five bucks, I don't get those. I then you have get to the pay. first one, which is the one that's happening now. Okay, and then you could pay ten bucks for the the. There's going to be three more until next fall, and that is the content that is like missable in the sense that if I buy that season and then stop playing, I'm not going to be I'm, that content's going to disappear, yeah. presumably. Yeah. Um, it's, because it's 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 like a light subscription, basically. Right. Like you, it, instead of every mm. month, it's every three months. I think that's just still a subscription. Yeah, yeah. I just mean like it's not the <laughs> traditional monthly MMO yeah, thing I, where like, but be, the the difference being that you 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 will just miss out. Right. Instead of right. if you're paying that subscription to an MMO and you you can still go back to that content. That content right. doesn't. That's disappear. true. That's true. I'm playing Final. I believe me. I'm playing Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. I know you can that go back content's to that still content. There. That content all still there. <laughs> By the way, real quick, people are going to email me or DM me and be like, Austin, they're about to change the way the story quests work in in Final Fantasy 14. I know. I might just stop until they fix it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Destiny's in a weird place. Yeah. Still, it seems like this. It seems like this was a bad expansion to make the break on. If they had mm. made the break and then put out Forsaken. With Forsaken. Oh, whew, yeah. Whew, whew, different de- <laughs> which is like, maybe it's unfair to hold them to the standard sure. of like this thing that probably was in create in production for a year that came out today or this, you know, last week should yeah. be the representation of what independent Bungie looks like. But it's hard not to make that connection. Do you know sure. what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I it's just it feels like this one is, um, uh, it leans a lot on a course correction as far as like mechanics that right. people were missing from Destiny One that were like more uh, more customization than Destiny Two had baked in at the beginning. Um, there's been people who still play Destiny One like to this day because they thought the the wow the changes they made to Destiny 2 where they took out a lot of the randomization and a lot of the stats were like not interesting. So and they they brought some of that stuff back at this point. Yeah. You both the the armor changes, armor yes. 2.0 and then is that also the weapon changes from last year is when they brought back random rolls and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, they brought back random rolls okay. uh, after Forsaken. Um, random rolls being for people who never played a game like this is worth saying yeah. that like when Destiny 1 came out you would get Destiny is not like Borderlands where there are, are procedurally generated guns. There are a set of guns in this game. Yeah. There are a limited set of guns. And in Destiny 1, those guns would be the same model and have basically the same firing mechanics, but would have bonuses, would have like certain attributes, not just score-based attributes, but like um, uh, explosive bullets right. or like, oh, the final shot that you take with this gun in the clip is really strong or the first shot that you take is really strong or yeah. after you reload, you know, something cool happens or... Like if you get a kill and reload, you get more damage on the next clip. The, right, exactly. For a, for a time. Yeah. Right, so that style of stuff. And that stuff was random yeah. inside of any given gun pulled from a, from, you know, from a pool of potential attributes. Um, and that made like finding a new gun interesting because there's a chance you got like the cool collection of of skills on it basically and then with destiny 2 they got rid of that and we're like no we're gonna put the good ones on on them we're gonna put the ones that the one that you would want to have the gun is gonna have it. i mean not always some guns were still bad some guns were still like i don't care about that but it was every time you found the same model like every gun that was the nameless midnight had the exact same perks on it right every single which meant that it felt like you were getting trash because there was not even the chance of getting a good one quote unquote 
But also, it was true in Destiny 1 that sometimes there just wasn't a good one of any given weapon, right? Yeah. Like, I'm so torn on this thing. There's some, there's some guns that whose stats are lined up in such a way that no perks will ever make them good for, or good, quote, that's the thing. Yeah. Good is like, they could still feel good yeah. through certain content. It could be totally just fine. just playing through the missions and you have a gun you like, awesome. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the best thing in the world. It doesn't world have to have the, like, the, raid yeah, or the perfect PvP role. Or right. It's definitely like, you look for good roles that will uh, help things that reload and things that give you extra damage, but it's... Not necess- it's not necessarily like make or break if the gun feels good and most of yeah. like almost all the guns kind of feel good in yeah. this game. I mean, so that is the thing I'm saying when when I say that like I might be done after Forsaken, it's because I've got my good feel. It's like all right, right, cool. I found like I'm playing as the warlock that does void stuff. I'm doing the void walker yeah. with the top uh, <laughs> subclass tree. I forget what it's called, chaos, chaos maybe. Yeah. Where oh, by the way, that subclass with the knives, it's called Wave of a Thousand Cuts. Wave of a Thousand Cuts. That's better than yeah. Wave of Knives. Yeah. Honestly, Wave of a Thousand Cuts. That's dope. <laughs> Um, the Void Walker, the Chaos Void Walker does a thing where it's like, um, you can charge up a void grenade, like an energy grenade, uh, uh, like stronger than a regular grenade. It's like, and then you throw it and it does like a bigger explosion, basically. Yeah. Uh, it has a thing where melee attacks recharge the grenade faster. And then two other things I don't quite, or something about the, the super whenever attack. you Whenever you deal damage with a void or when you kill when you get a kill with a void uh, uh-huh. ability be that grenade or melee that enemy explode like explodes is that where that's a, from yeah that's from that's where that's from okay because i also have the graviton lance that exotic, also does that on which its does own does that on its own yeah <laughs> and causes little explosive balls to go off like yeah. little explosion like extra grenades and i have nezarek sin yep. which is a cool helmet uh-huh. which is like a dope looking helmet also it's called nezarek <laughs> sin which is a great name <laughs> and what that does is causes void kills void you know elemental kills which is all i'm fucking doing with that build yeah to recharge my punch and grenade faster yep. like this is like this is great it's so it's like good. <laughs> everyone's down it's like everyone yeah the purple energy going everywhere i love it call me the heat in the dark let's go <laughs> like it is it is good it yeah, is good it's very fun um and and so yeah so it's like but but i i'm scratching the itch right. which is like by the time i finish forsaken now that forsaken is i know that forsaken is meteor right i might just be like all right cool yeah keep my 35 dollars yeah. right right catch, catch me go out yeah, for lunch yeah don't, don't worry about it yeah exactly uh, yeah and like that's part of the promise that they're trying to make with the stat rolls and stuff is like you could make that even more efficient if you build in like oh you're gonna lower the cooldowns on melee and grenade Mm, as well on top of that uh, with your base stats and then you're getting them back every second then it's like constant yeah okay right so that's like the thing you're chasing at that at the end game is like i want to make this like as ridiculous as possible sure sure totally get that why that that makes sense yeah um all right well you did the raid before we you're in the middle of doing the raid yeah how's that Uh, going good good uh we are on the final encounter. Uh, I mean, the team that's been streaming on Waypoint. Um, those odds are still up if you want to catch the first two. I think we spent, let's see, uh, first day was like six hours, second day was like three hours. So nine hours total, and we're at the end, which right. is pretty good because yeah. usually, I mean, this is not, this you went is without having one. seen anything else, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Nice, so, like, nice, this nice. is, we're going in blind. We don't, we've never looked up, well, everyone's going in blind because it just released on, on Saturday. But uh, first clear was, um, Sometime, uh, like I think it was like 
near midnight on Saturday. Uh, it's a like it's short. It's a shorter raid. It's shorter than uh, the one in Forsaken. Yeah. It, overall, Shadowkeep is like a smaller expansion. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. Like the it's it takes place in the Black Garden, which is a beautiful uh, location. Just um vex uh shapes and lots of plant like more plant life than you would expect coming yeah, from the plant robots life is very, cool. is very yeah. good and there's like lots of good um there's I these little I'm like pods with, i think i'm done with the vex aesthetic yeah know. i lo- i love it still it's, it's cool <laughs> yeah i've just seen it for so many years now and for right. some reason the like fallen aesthetic has not gotten old to me even though they're very very similar in the sense sure. that like they're using the same basic asset design or like the same basic aesthetic right. touchstones for each of the factions the cabal and the fallen haven't gotten old for me but the hive and the vex have mm. and i don't know why i think this is the best mm. it's looked because i like the blend of like archaic like stone shit with plants coming out of it plus right. hypertext shit yeah because that's what the vex does yeah. but like i don't know yeah i mean i think it's I a like, completely subjective thing. It's yeah, not me dragging yeah, I think, the I like, design department no, no, no. even, you know? I like, I think in the in the raid they do a little bit, bit of a better job just because you're getting that old, that old yeah. Vex shit where it's like they're covered in uh, grass and moss and plant. And like there's a the Minotaur with like half a tree growing out oh, of the shoulder. Oh, that's dope. I didn't see it's, that. That's cool. It's Yeah, that there's like something going on where they're like mixing more with the plant life instead mm. of it just growing on them. It's which is leading into some lore shit. So that's okay. interesting. I <laughs> I want to learn more about the lore shit so yeah, bad. it's good. We should take a break and uh, talk about games that aren't Destiny. <laughs> talk about non-MMO. That was our MMO portion. Yeah. Of we, the new Waypoint Radio opens every the time. MMO minutes. hour-long <laughs> MMO discussion. Uh, we'll take a break and talk about some other stuff. We will be right back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Indivisible. Indivisible? Indivisible. Can I say real quick, I get emails from some <clears throat> political group called Indivisible also. Uh, it's probably a, a Democratic. Yeah. You got you to unsubscribe mm. from that stuff, I man. do need mm. to. Badly. Badly. I'm going to do it. It's like my new life outside of the world of It's of It's whack-a-mole. Vice. You know, yeah, it's like I, I feel like yeah. I unsubscribe from one, <sighs> and then I feel like they take that unsubscribe email and then sign me up for some like some congressman shit. in Montana yeah. who then starts sending me an email. I'm not in Montana. I'm no. like, good luck. I mean, I don't check your policies. Maybe you're you're shitty, but like, good luck. I guess you're probably better than whoever's running for the Republicans. <laughs> um, the worst offender for this email shit for me was there is a. Um, I'm now going to be doing like advertising for them <laughs> unintentionally. The there was a competitor to the Surface, the Microsoft Surface, called like the Eve, basically that was a Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something version of an of a Microsoft Surface uh-huh. um, that okay. was cheaper and like had some different features. And while it was still being kickstarted, I didn't, have, I didn't have money to get a new computer. I was like, yeah, you know what? Sign me up for your, your letter. Let me know when it's ready. First, 
year and a half of this, it was like one email every two or three weeks. Awesome. Cool. What, you know, where are we at in the process of developing it? Oh, yeah, I'll look at that. Okay, yeah, cool. Looks cool. I like the Microsoft Surface. I would love to have one newer that's cheaper, et cetera. It has like better, you know, uh, sourced parts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then sometime around, like last year it launched and it was like, but it launched in these windows of like, we only have so many available. You have to do a pre-order. Get in there. There's a pre-order coming Friday. Do you want to be reminded? I'm like, yeah, sure. Remind me. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bite. You know, I don't know what type of fucking weird, you know, chimeric mood I'll be in. I'll just, you know, let's just see. Um, then this year it got to be straight up three or four emails a week. But there's like they're available. Did you know that they're available? We have those computers you like. Those computers are here. Would you like a computer? Like, no, nah, I'm good. Now I'm never going to buy one of these things. Come you like is coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just I I did finally unsubscribe because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like nothing has changed. You're selling the computer. Like yeah. maybe there's a new submodel or something. But sometimes I would get multiple a week. Jesus. So I finally unsubscribed, and it was just the most. It was just the most. You know, just do a little less. Eve computers. Anyway. Uh-huh. Indivisible. I'm almost at 10k <laughs> emails on red. Oh, are you? What I'm are you? almost there. I'm what at, are you doing, dog? I'm, I'm at 55,356. Fuck. Yeah, it's Yo, not good. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. I don't do inbox zero, but I do inbox only important. And then you got to get that shit. I got it. Listen, well, you have to understand. This is with me this year yeah. picking one of my three email inboxes. Actually, that's not true. I have four, but picking one of them uh-huh. and being like, I read, read all. I read all these. <laughs> That was like that was like fifteen thousand emails. Jesus. There is important stuff in there. I am certain that I just lost. Yeah. Um, uh, emails are emails bad. Emails bad. <laughs> God damn. Emails bad. <laughs> I like I. Some of it is just like stuff that is. Why was I signed up for this to begin with yeah. at all? Um, it's because I bought a bus ticket or whatever, right. and now I'm on th- three different bus ticket yeah. chains. I was like, yeah, I gotta unsubscribe to a bunch of shit. Unroll anyway, me. You should get. How's this? Here's a thing. Huh. If you unsubscribe from an email, Gmail should be like, you want me to mark all those red for you? It should notice when I hit an unsubscribe oh. link. You know what I'm saying? That'd be so... Oh, do you mm. not want to hear from Greyhound ever? Do you want me to just block that and <laughs> retroactively delete all those? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Anyway, Indivisible, <laughs> new RPG. Fourth take. Fourth take. <laughs> Here we go. Um... <laughs> Indivisible. Yeah. New RPG. Uh-huh. Lab Zero Games, the folks behind... Skullgirls. Skullgirls. Yeah. Fighting game. The fighting game. Now we're making a Metroidvania RPG game. Is that right? Is that is it, how much of that Apparently. Metroidvania stuff is there? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, hey, yeah. Look, there's there, a look. In the first yeah. 15 minutes, there's a sparkly door that you can't open. Yeah. You gotta right. come it's back. There. So right. <laughs> here we go. Here's, here's, here's the only issue with that so far is that I haven't gotten to the part where you can go back. And it's... How far in are you? Five hours. Okay, so that's pretty far. That's pretty yeah. far. Yeah, and especially that's pretty far. The map's kind of uh, far. You can't, you can't mark the map. Yeah, and the map doesn't mm. mark spots with. You can't like move a, the map around. Hey, this is um, you know, this is a spot that you should come back to. It's just uh-huh. sort of you have to gesture at, you know, squares that seem like they could be completed. But there's like no way to be like. Like, so early on, you get an axe, and it's like, cool, the axe gets you through pieces of wood, like, okay. that were b- blocked off before. Yeah. There are other Space ones that are like, you white. probably need a, a magic spell that, to push these stones out of the way. Sure. But you can, the game doesn't mark that, and you can't mark that. Um, uh, is there, 
Did you find a map that you can move around? Is there a map in the menu somewhere that I missed, or is it just the one where you can see uh, in the in the in in we hit like pause or whatever? Well, no, um, like you like the the way you do it is that like you look up, you hold the up button. Yeah, you hold up on the D pad, right? Yeah, There's a lot of like weird up and down on the D pad in this. Like to yeah. save, you hold circle and then hit up Down-off. on the D pad yeah. to bring up huh. the save, save, or you hold circle to. We should set up what this game is. Yeah, please, yeah. please give me. Um, yeah, let's slow down. Uh, oh. um, what if? Yeah, please. Uh, set it up first. I'll ask this after. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> what if uh, Danica was a video game? Um, <laughs> what? Is what? Wow. What? How I feel about indivisible. Kato, uh, uh, the main character of this story. Like I, I. <laughs> it, it is. It is the most online girl I have. I have ever hung out with in a video game. Sure. The writing of this game is genuinely sharp and funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so it's, uh, I, I don't know, a game opens with four heroes dispensing of a thing called the unknown. And these heroes look win, dope for then, what it's uh, worth. These guys, they look great. So were there, cool was there crew. any dialogue there? Because it felt no, like No, no. Zero, I thought I had glitched the game. Yes, Kato. me too. Like the game is just. I was like, did I just? Am I playing a pre-release build and I accidentally warped to the final boss? Yeah, like or like doesn't explain anything about the combat. No, nope. doesn't explain like why you're here. It's just like you did mash you play buttons. that prototype that we put out like three years ago? No, I hope you did. I did not. Uh, I did not. <laughs> I did. I did so. um, and I just fumbled through it. The thing explodes, and it's like sixteen years later. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, opens up on this. I don't know, like kind of seaside village sort of thing and um there's just you know a a girl i forget what the the main character is i only played for like 45 minutes but you know anya um and yeah she's like the daughter of like a village elder and she's been like trained in you know combat and things like that and uh she's rebellious with her father you know asking basic questions like why what did my mother look like and why did she die? And like the father being like, ah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And then of course the father immediately dies and then says, I should have told you these things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I regret uh, everything. But it, no, but in a, in a really funny way. Yeah. Like I, okay. like okay. The, the, the game it, it, like it, uh, is uh, really, it's not fourth wall breaking, but is well aware of itself. Um, so yeah, like the game really quickly in like five minutes is like, Hey, heroes killed the thing. You're in this village. You've been trained. Your dad is hinting at better things. Oh no, village attacked. Your father is dead. You have now encountered this, uh, the person who killed your father. Fight them. And then when you beat them, they become part of your mind palace. You take their body <laughs> and you put it into what? your brain. Okay. Uh, they join the party unwillingly, on accident. The unwilling, they, they literally, this is like the, there's the, a person on the screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they turn into a dot. Okay. And they go into your eye. And if you hold circle and you Press up or down. I don't remember which one. I think it's up. I think it's I'm up. not at a safe point. Yeah. You can go to, I don't know if it's called the Mind Palace, but like uh, it's essentially it's called that. your inner inner realm. Inner realm. You go to the inner realm, and yo, he's just there. And he's like, why am I here? What's and happening? Your, <laughs> and your character's like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> okay. why you're here. Yeah. Good. And the characters start like kind of losing it. They're like, why? What are you? Why are you here? Why are you in my brain? And then your main character, uh, I think, follows it up with, you know what? I don't know why you're here. This is weird, but you know what? You're an asshole. You killed my dad. I'm leaving this inner realm, and I'm gonna go find out who your boss is. Yeah. And then she leaves. It's yeah. extremely. Like, I have, have cackled at this. Like, yeah. Like, oh, like real, like, like belly laughing. Like in a. Some games are funny. Some games are clever. Uh, but this game is like genuinely fucking hilarious sometimes. In, yeah. a, in a way that I was like really. 
like not expecting. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's um, there's a lot more dialogue than I expected, especially when you hear the words like Metroidvania, like you expect like a very lonely nothing. game, honestly. Yeah. Like, that, that is the thing that I would mark Metroidvania is even the ones that have NPCs yeah. is like, all right, it's me in a castle. Or right. in a in a I was thinking of, obviously thinking of of like Symphony of the Night here, right, right. uh, or in a you know an abandoned alien planet and every or or a science facility and everyone's dead already, right? And like very like spooky and lonely. But this seems like you're filled with this. Yeah. Kind of this looking at this uh, from the brief bit I played it like a year ago that that uh, E3 2018 demo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it reminds me so much of something like Avatar or Legend of Korra in yes, terms totally. of its vibe, in terms of the touchstones that it's the like cultural touchstones it's drawing on. Yeah. Um, in this case, it seems very like Southeast Asian. Uh, uh, yeah, and it, 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 it travels like throughout, and like I think it's just like actually just kind of like Asian. Okay, the entire okay. the entire Asian continent, kind okay. of like there are people from the people that you could read as like, like Siberia, like from okay. si- Siberia, and people from like. India, the Philippines, and Philippines. The, in, India cool, cool, cool. like Chinese, like the whole like Asian continent seems to be so far represented in some way. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's and it's partially because of that mechanic where like the the people that are quote unquote in your party, like in an RPG sense, are in your brain. Like they, so they're always there to comment on right, things and right. they're always talking. Um, how many people? I wish I'd written down some of the. Di- I wish I'd written down some of the dialogue. Just kind of when you encounter the lady. That um the so you, <laughs> the one with the tiger when you leave the vi- yes very early when you leave the village yeah you're like supposed to track down you know the the, the thrust of the adventure at the beginning is like I want to go track down this piece of shit commander that like came after my village and you know this you know the this, the a knight or whoever is the guy who's in your in your head and I say once they're in there like then they're part of your your party and we'll get into the combat system because it's really unique yeah. and interesting in a second um but like the next character you come across is so you see like this uh this house and it's like the stones have fallen and it seems like it's kind of burning and uh, this this lady who has um kind of like an empty tiger like skin like over over her body mm-hmm. and she looks very grumpy um like hey what's up with your house are you okay it's like maybe you should ask the soldiers that came to my house see if they're okay it's on fire right now she's like i, I wish i had the i wish <laughs> I, i'd written down I, the actual I dialogue so i'm doing it such a disservice I, I, do you yeah do you want to hear it I'm, I'm ga- yeah, please. I, there's a chance I turn this on and this YouTuber starts speaking over it, but I bet not. I bet that they is there, there's voice acting in this. Yeah, game, presumably, right? Yeah, yes. Um, Throughout yeah, a yeah. lot of it okay. is voice acting, and it's 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 really good voice acting okay. too. Yeah. Uh, let me go back a little bit. They might have. All I know, I moved all the way out here to the middle of nowhere to get away from all the noise, and then here come these idiots carrying on and taking my stuff. So I had to quiet them down, make them crispy, crisp them up real good. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she doing a Dark Souls laugh? Because <laughs> that's who she is. What's left of my house? Do you want to see? No thanks. I've been yeah, dealing with good. these guys all day too. I crisp them up real good. Is good. That's, can you wait? Can you find? Uh, yeah. Are yeah. you able to scrub through to the line where she explains herself and what the tiger? Yeah. Is? Sure. I'll I'll find it. I'll find it. Well, no. I'm gonna see a cutscene. I'm gonna see a sorry a trailer for a video game because it's an advertisement. I don't even know what this is. Why do I not know what ad I'm watching? Hold up. I want to watch. There's a spaceship. What? <laughs> I don't. What game is this? 
I'm going to wish list this to find out what game this what is. What is it? I don't know. Delo, Deliver Us the Moon, which is... Deliver Us the Moon. By someone. I don't know who this is. Anyway, I'm closing... Ah, oh, fuck. I closed the video. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'll anyway, like, that gives you a, that that gives you a sense cool. of it. It's in all the characters you meet are, like, how? so far. And I've opened an hour. I'd be curious how it holds up, Kato, yeah. over the course of more hours. But, like, just really sharp. Like, you're excited to meet a new character. Absolutely. You're excited, like, for when dialogue comes up. Like... And I, they, they keep coming at, like, a pretty fast clip. Uh, I, I have four party members in the first hour. Yeah. No, they, it doesn't wow. stop. Like, wow. they keep coming. Uh, I'm at... Ten? I think. Wow. All right, so we should now we should stop <laughs> and explain how this combat system works. Because, like, the game is functioning. It feels like, yes, it's, it has JRPG. It's JRPG, but... Boy, you can see a lot of the legacy of them being fighting game designers yeah, in this absolutely. game, which I think is reflected in the large, like, s- quickly seeming like a Suikoden like style, style cast um, for Suikoden for because that franchise yeah, wow. has been for a while. Like, yeah, yeah. what? Well, I'm not. What? When was the last Suikoden? No, PS2 you're not game? wrong. No, 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 I'm saying wow. Like we both, you and I were just going to talk about Suikoden as if it was a thing anyone. <laughs> Who listens to this podcast knows what it is. Wasn't the whole, the whole, the second game was like collect 108 stars. That was right? all was of them. 108 characters. Yeah, 108 like yeah, wow. characters in each of those games. God damn. The recruitable. Yeah. Which so, is like that, that series' series whole so gimmick. Cool. The Sweeping series is <laughs> I never played it. I, but I know oh. people like swear by I, Yeah, uh, Especially Sweeping 2. Sweeping 2, two is, is extremely good. They're all interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, Sweeping 2 is probably my favorite of them. Um, yeah, it's great. Maybe one day. Yeah. Well, they'll do a Kind of do it. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should just do really put it on Switch. Yeah, Switch. Yeah, we get it on, on Switch. Switch. Oh my god, we get it on S- Switch. S on S on S. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. Um, uh, Kato, do you want to set up the combat? Yeah, sure. Uh, so essentially, you have four party members in a in a battle, and they're each basically mapped to one of the four uh, face buttons that you have on a standard controller, um, and each of them has three attacks. Uh, one where you just press the button, one where you press the button while you're holding up, one where you press the button while you're holding down. And the way it works is that your character runs across the screen uh, to whatever uh, enemy you're targeting and does that attack. Now, what gets interesting is that they have different mechanics that you expect from things like fighting games. Like there's a combo system where like the more uh, continuous combo hits you do, the stronger those attacks get. And each of the different characters have different uh, moves, some that will uh, uh, pop an enemy up into the air. And if you juggle enemies for longer, you also start to get get uh, bonus damage. Um, you also have to uh, block uh, kind of like, um, what's a, the, the, I think the Mario games did something similar where like there was like a timing thing where if you blocked... Uh, an enemy attack. You can yeah, take so you can damage. you can like you can standard block, which will like I don't know, let's say have your damage, and then there's a timed block, which is right before the attack that will like negate the majority of the damage. Yeah, it's and like then there's 90%. also and so you can do that individually. So you can do like hold square or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and for that for that particular enemy, or if you panic, or if there's a group attack, you can just hold a button that does like okay. everyone like everyone. Blocks, but you're going to probably take a considerable amount of damage. You'll just negate some of it through the group block. And part of what's interesting is that there's also there are attacks that will do uh, uh, line uh, like an AOE, uh, like like uh, a ray attack. I guess is Mm. the way to describe it. Where it'll show the path from the enemy through your party, Mm -hmm. and so only two of those characters are going to get hit. You can try to like be quick about it and just 
right. do that. And whenever you block or get hit, you build up uh, what is essentially a super meter. In, in, in if you think about it in like a fighting, game. it's for your whole party or for each character. It's for your whole party. Okay. Um, and then uh, you can use it uh, each. Uh, each different character has their own super that does different things. Most of some of them are offensive, some of them are defensive, some of them heal, some of them uh, are just like auto combos. Um, Triggering it does each of those things. Uh, one of them for whichever person oh, you trigger it for. Got you, got you, got you. Got you. Um, at first, you start with one bar, mm-hmm. and you can fill up that bar, use it once, and then you have to fill it up again. Um, after a certain point, uh, after the game kind of reaches like the end of its first act. You it opens up to having three, okay, and then you can uh, use those three. Uh, seg- the, it's like three. It's one bar that's segmented into three, and each one of those three segments can be used either all one after the other with one character to do an extended version of their gotcha. super, or you could chain like it's Marvel different characters. or something. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Marvel versus Capcom. It feels well. very. It's very much in the lineage of something like a tag, a, yeah. a tag fighter, where you're having different characters come in, do damage, juggle the the enemy character into the air, then another one come in and catch it and still keep the juggle continue, going, yeah. right. keep the combos going. Yeah. Um, the flow, yeah, there's a there's almost like a flow state you enter into, like when you're doing really well. Like, so yeah. for example, like one of the early setups with uh, the main character, you, you know, this this night dickhead, and you have uh, uh, our our sweet tiger girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, so the main character doesn't have a lot of superpowers, but they can, they can hit really fast, and their their chart their attacks charge really quickly. So you can do like punch, 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 punch. Not a lot of damage. So you usually want to get them in on a combo, or they're just like filling space while you're doing stuff with the other characters. Yeah. So. Uh, Tiger Lady, her, one of her, she can, if with her supers, she can heal, but her, like, her uh, uh, alt attack is that she can cast slow on an enemy. Mm. And the alt attack for the knight is that he can charge his attack. So he won't hit, but he'll, like, you know, do a, a supercharge. And he can supercharge multiple attack. He can yeah, stack, like I don't know how many times, he can stack, yeah, three right. or something like that. So it's like you have like an early like a, a, the game's really smart like early on even though it's throwing a bunch of party members at you the party members are like very specifically picked to give you a sense of how like you would want a flow state between the three of those so you've got like okay like for a couple of punches just to kind of soften them up mm-hmm. for the main character then once Tiger Later's ready have her cast like a slow spell the whole time then you're you know doing down and Y down and Y with your knight charging that up and then once everyone's full and you've had that slow put them on the back burner maybe you have to block once then you just unleash all of those together right and you see them playing off one another and so I'm, I'm excited and intimidated to have like 10 characters I'm curious yeah. how you're juggling that Kato? Is it like, hey, we're going to throw a ton at you. You're going to find your like sweet spot of three plus the main character and you'll just stick with those? Or is it like meant to be situational where it's like, hey, this is an elemental enemy and you need blah, 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 blah. So far, it's been a little bit like uh, on this like second set of four that I've gotten has been a little bit like, oh, these are kind of similar to ones you already have, but have different move sets. You can kind of see them slotting in 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 similar places, and then a couple that have been new types entirely. Like one of them is a ranged character that doesn't actually move up as much, uh, which kind of changes uh, when you when you're um, uh, targeting people how those attacks hit. Um, but uh, it definitely feels a little bit like it's just like you're, you're going to want to try them out as soon as you get them and then you figure out whether or not they fit into the your play style. Uh, there's a couple more characters that are um, 
I've kind of been leaving the older characters behind a bit. Hmm. Um, so far, Tiger just, Lady's not in your lineup anymore. No, not she's right gone? now. No, I've got. Uh, she seems like she's probably okay with that. Honestly, yeah, she's, right. She's know, just chilling. She's fighting. <laughs> she she seemed like she was happy to be in the Mind Palace yeah. and just hang out there. Hang out. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting because there's like there's things that are, there's like certain archetypes of like oh this one's a healing character but the the, the way that the the healing works um, on this new the newest healing character that I got I'm through three now that have a healing uh, property on them. Uh, the, this last one is like weirdly AOE based where she'll drop puddles of water on the ground over where like everyone's running around and having your characters run through those puddles heals them and having an enemy run through the puddles hurts them. Um, So it's like about setting up the, setting up the play field and then getting your characters into attack and they like kind of heal up as they like move over to hit the enemies. So it's, each one has had this twist on what you you like you see is like oh this is another healer but it's it's very different each uh exactly how those mechanics works and it's been keeping it interesting enough that I'm just swapping them out and trying each new one as they come in this is currently on PC Xbox and PS4 it's not on Switch yet yeah, I don't it? it's supposed to yeah I think I think so, I want to say yeah. maybe the Switch version got delayed um let me look uh man Y'all are giving me like not the heart. It's a, it's a it's a perfect it's a perfect. Switch it game. seems like yeah. a it you know what it seems like is this is this is not a this is like more of a tonal comparison than anything. But it reminds me a lot tonally from looking at gameplay footage of Battle Chef Brigade, a game I really loved from a couple of years ago. Um, was that last year? Whenever that was, I really loved it. Um, and that was a perfect Switch game. Uh, and this looks like a perfect Switch game. And that like I want to kind of plug away at it on my commute or you know before bed. Um, and I realized it's probably not out on Switch yet, and now I'm like, fuck, do I just play it on PC? I should just play it on PC. Yeah, it says it's coming, it says coming yeah. soon, um, for, for Switch. That's so fine, that's fine, I, that's fine. I, this is, uh, you know, this is not based on reporting, but this also comes from 505 Games, who has, you know, had a just tremendously, they, you know, they were involved in the tremendously bad, still tremendously bad switch port of Bloodstained. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. would not be shocked if they saw the reaction to that and said, let's Pump hold off on that switch version till we get that into a better place yeah. rather yeah. than like some games can launch on switch and get away with being a little undercooked. But it's like one thing for it to be doom where you just you're, it's just a, a witcher three where it's like remarkable that it's there at, at all. all. <laughs> it's like quite another with like a game that like you expect the machine to be able to handle yeah. and uh, it's sort of inexcusable um, that it, that it's not performing better. Yeah. So I think it is the kind of game if you think if you think you're curious, like, you know, I would almost advise to wait for that Switch version and see how it is. But it's if, if you don't want to wait, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed because yeah. it's um, it's a lot of fun. And again, like I cannot underscore like how funny the writing is, yeah. and how how consistently funny the, the writing is, um, you know, it, it does, you know, I, I made the Danica comparison because it feels like it, it's written by someone who is no, that, extremely online for yeah, sure. and, yeah. um, but not in a way that feels like alienating or smug. Like it's or just even a, well, anachronistic or, yeah. right, right. I mean like that is, it's so tough. We were talking about this last episode about like the ways in which, because we're all online so much, it is, it can be tough to write for people like us. 
Um, not only because we have our own set of weird inside jokes and irony humor and like post humor humor and just like everything. Our sense of humor is so weird compared to a lot of people, but also just like there's a degree to which certain types of references and jokes that will land for a wide audience come across as corny to me mm. because it's pulling on something that is only just hitting the mainstream, whereas I'm like exhausted by it already. Right. And that's unfair to the writer who is targeting Fair. a different audience than my fucking <laughs> online ass, right? But it does sound like being able to hit something where it's like, this is genuinely funny. Not If, if it's genuinely funny to me, then chances are it will be ahead of the curve in a good way for a wide audience and, and hit even harder. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm definitely – y'all have made me go from like I'll play that at some point to yeah. looking at the the page online that has all the characters. And like, well, look at all these cool characters. Yeah. I should play this. They're really cool designs. Yeah. And um, I will say one thing. We've, we mentioned that it seems Metrovania-esque. But like I said, I'm five hours in and I haven't returned to any places yet. Right. I feel like I'm getting That's to a weird. point. I feel like I'm getting to a point, though, where there will be, like, narratively, there's things happening where I'm like, okay, I think the world might open up soon. Mm. But it's it's taking longer than I would expect in that same time. Because I remember those doors. I remember seeing those doors where there was, like, I don't have the, the, the whatever gets me through the blue sparkly doors yet. Uh, I did... I did just unlock that, so I know I should be able to go back to that mm. first area eventually. But it's it's pretty far in. Um, but I, how long is? No clue. Okay. I mean, I think I have. Um, they said there's like what thirty characters in it. Wow, or something. That's a lot. Their page has <laughs> or tw- twenty something. One, two, three, four, five, six by. So that's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 listed. 23 so listed. So that's and then there's like probably there's, some um, secret ones. There's like five DLC characters that are coming after launch. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Which is yeah. They say <laughs> this is their indie go go. So you know yeah. this is years ago at this point when they raised money for this, but they were targeting between twenty and thirty hours. So, okay. Okay. Um, that's healthy. That's that, I could that fit that into my life. Like a I think JRPG inspired. Yeah. You know, Metroid. Yeah. We should know. Game. Obviously, this is this is uh, while y'all were talking, I actually went and checked and Val. Valkyrie Profile, which is the game, the game that popularized the style of like each button is a character mm-hmm. combat stuff. I uh, had eighteen characters, so that's like cool. you know, yeah, that's, you know, that also had a bunch. For that sure. was also, and I can imagine that getting boring for over twenty or thirty hours if you were just juggling the same five characters or six. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, sure. um, so I, I get why you, especially because there isn't any real progression in any of their abilities after you have them. Okay. Uh, as you like level, you get stronger. Um, and like, they have a certain amount of affinity with you, which makes them stronger. Okay. Like your party members. You can like attack more frequently, right? Like sometimes they'll yeah. graduate from like, like, you know, XX to XXX. Right. And okay. so you can like, things like do that. multiple chain more uh, attacks. Um, or whatever. and, um, yeah, What's what's funny though is that it's it's called affinity. It's it's marked as a little heart mm-hmm. uh, next to their name in the menu. Uh, when you look at that first night that you unlock, he starts at like negative thirty. Oh, that's interesting. Which is great. Like it's <laughs> just like a good little like. Oh, Are there choices in this game, or is it pretty straightforward? Like, is there a world which so that's. A- just straightforward. Okay, it's okay. like you're reading the dialogue that it, there is. There isn't any dialogue okay. choices. He will so. continue to gain affinity then indefinitely. It is not like a, a Bioware or Obsidian. I mean, thing you can where... you you don't. He doesn't have to. You, you he only gains affinity if he's in the party when you left. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. That is how you're you're okay. right, right. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Well, Lab Zero. Uh, you know, congrats on getting this out there. I know it was definitely. 
this is a game that had some delays and yeah, like definitely sure. went put, put back in the oven, but it sounds like to its to its credit. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out this week. I'm, I'm excited to play some of it. Um anyone else? Are you playing anything else here? Uh Patrick, I saw you tweet. Or maybe you said this in yeah, the I'm chat gonna, I'm gonna, in. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link. We're gonna watch a trailer. Okay. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> put this in podcasts. It's not not a movie. This is a video game. Okay. Um this is this is this is Wash's woman. Yeah, pull this up. I feel like this trailer will get put you in a better uh, do, do more than what I could do to describe it. I will describe it because it's obviously an audio medium. This but is just, uh, for, you, for everyone here. Trailer over the gameplay the, gameplay trailer for a game called Valfaris. Uh, Valfaris V A L F A R I S on the PlayStation Channel. One minute fourteen seconds. Pulling it over, uh, Kato. Okay, ready. Ready? No, okay. Not Three. Yet. No, not we're yet. not ready. No, we're no, apparently no. not ready. Okay. I gotta well. unmute it first. All right. Now we're unmuted. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Rating pending. <laughs> Music playing. Yeah. That is like a dark space marine lord. That's just the emperor. Yeah. That's just the emperor. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Get some double base. We got yeah. some flamethrowers and spread guns and lots of blood on the ground. Yeah. Oh, an exterminator mech. Called an exterminator mech? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bastard, Hellwraith. Jank the Gargoyle. <laughs> this is the most metal thing I've seen this yeah, year. Yeah, Jesus. Whoa. It does feel like an Iron Maiden album come to life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. like the shortest comparison, I would yeah. make, uh, aesthetically. An Iron Maiden cover turned into a Contra. Uh, yes. A Contra by way of a Metroidvania almost? Yeah, I could see that. I no. Get, no. No? no. Okay. Not here, no. but there were areas that it yeah. looked like ver- wow, there was like good... verticality in a way that I like associate with Metroid games. But mm, going up. Yeah. Um, yeah sure. Va- yeah, Valfaris is a game. Okay. Valfaris uh, is is a game that I was not on my radar at all. I get a lot of emails. We all get a lot of emails where it's like, especially a lot of indie games that are like really vying for your attention, and you feel bad. Like there are lots of games that I would like to spend more time with, put a chance on, and it's just like, you know, I just you know, sorry, I got to do X, Y, and Z, and I just there's only so many things I can cover. Um, and I saw, I watched this trailer, and I was like, is this, you know. There are a lot of games that have cool aesthetics and we live in sort of like a now like pixels are overrated, like a post pixel world where like for the longest time, like the like the kitschy indie aesthetic was pixels. And now we're moving into like like 90s, like early 3D sort of stuff. And um, to the point that like sometimes I find myself unfairly dismissing games that have pixel aesthetics. I would describe Valfaris more as like, do you remember the the 90s PC game Abuse? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, Again, which was a we're on some dated references, but yes, yeah, but was a uh, I loved abuse on the PC. Like part, it was this. Um, uh, I can't remember. If we were, I think we were fighting aliens, but like it had a really uh, unique control control scheme in which you moved with WASD, but then your um, you had a, a reticle that like could move around with the mouse, and so like you as you moved the mouse like in like a half circle, you were shooting that around the screen. It yeah. had this like I don't know if it used voxels, but it just had like a really cool look to it. And Valfaris like reminds me like if you were to extend out a uh an aesthetic to a, a modern era um Valfaris like strikes me as like very like abuse adjacent that, or abuse uh inspired. That style of like early to mid 90s 
like um uh like you said like heavy metal cover uh in the era of like like a dash of like tool or that style of like gross out yes. MTV style. You know what I mean? Like ex- excessive grotesqueries. You know, it was taking that, like that HRR Geiger and instead yes. of like sexy, it was just like, it was like, we took that in a, in a different direction, took yeah. the sex out of it and just like it made it kept gore. the gross parts out of it. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and so, so what is it? I, it's a, know, it is a side scrolling shooter. It's a side. It's Contra. Game? It's Contra. Okay, it's it's Contra. like it's an okay. Iron Maiden game, but it's like a, it's a, 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 you know by way of Contra, and okay. it is. Um, I didn't play the, the the game that this team worked on last. I want to pull it up because I know this was the last game they worked on. Because I got some uh, questions about this, and when I was tweeting this weekend about it. Um, was that it was a game that also had like an incredible aesthetic, mm. but then was immediately no fun to play to the Ooh. point where like they like redesigned. It sounds like the entire levels like re almost redid wow. the game free of charge. Like as they were like, <laughs> you know, we call it, we talk about tweeting through it. It sounds like they designed through it, <laughs> like <laughs> released the game. And they were just like, we're going to, you know, try and make it in a good way in this respect. Usually tweeting through it is a, you need to throw up the L and it sounds like with, right. with, with um, their previous game, they, they were just trying to find their, their way through it. Let me, uh, yeah, slain, slain, uh, back, okay. uh, slain back from hell. Um, let me pull that up. Yeah, so I, I see. A- this is like metal, like medieval metal, fantasy metal instead of sci-fi metal. Mm. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Very yes. similar and, look. And, Very cool. And, and Very looks saturated. like uh, way, way more um, uh, like Castlevania. Like, yeah, Castlevania if it was a metal album. Yeah. Uh, sort, yeah. Of, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I'd heard that game looked incredible. People loved the trailers and played it. And I remember playing it and being like, eh, like it didn't, I like, I ended up dropping it quicker than I, I expected to. I feel um, like I saw you do a quick look for this game or something, maybe. I might have. Like, yeah, that might have been something <laughs> I did back at Giant Bomb. Um, and, uh, this game is like it, it plays really, really well. It is a it is an excellent, really fun action game that has just, uh, I mean, just the visuals are just overwhelmingly like cool and interesting and varied, and you're jumping to different environments all the time. The gunplay feels really good. Like it feels really, really good to shoot shit in this game. Um, I actually wish so like. The, the the trailer focuses on like some verticality and all these weapons you're picking up, which I think gives the misleading impression that it has any sort of Metroid inspiration. It, it is not like there are secrets, but you are going largely left to right. And it's more mm. identifying. Is there like something I could blow up that would let me like find what this game upgrade uh, pool is, which is called blood metals. Um, and you use those to infuse weapons to, to get upgrades, but it is not something where you're ever going back actually to a frustrating degree. Like I, there are times where I would like to go back through a level and like try and poke around for more secrets. There, there is often the case that I get ushered to a new area and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I was not, I wasn't ready to like have the screen shift and you, you can't go back. Um, and I, I, um, it seems that the game understands that and it's not like it's going to kill you for not finding all those secrets and all the power-ups. It is meant for multiple playrooms, but like, I do wish I could go back to areas. I was kind of doing the thing and like, we talked about like, it's kind of like a Cyan or a Wild Hearts where it's like, mm. I'm going to, I'm not to the next checkpoint yet because this game has discrete checkpoints and the way the checkpoints work are that you find these resurrection crystals. And so you find these green glowing objects and you can spend them at the checkpoint to get a discrete checkpoint or you can hold on to them and like your health meter and I think like your MP meter like powers your shield and your secondary weapons um, that gets a little bit larger and you can stack those. Hmm. So it's like if you want to do a run on a level where you have like 
more of that to work with, you can do that. Um, I often found myself just like discovering one extra one and just keeping that and just like giving me the checkpoints along the way because I don't think the game is especially difficult, but it's not like anything. You could often get into an area, get blown the fuck up, and um, you wouldn't necessarily want to, you know, trail back five five minutes. But um, yeah, it just feels good. It looks good. I have really enjoyed my time with it. You are finding like new weird weapons like every couple of minutes. Um, and yeah, it's just a real genuine surprise, like a game that I didn't expect anything from. Like I have like, I don't know, like 25, 30 games on my Switch that's just like indie code that was sent to me. It's like play for 30 seconds, didn't make an impression. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just sort of like as I prioritize what I cover and being one person, it's just like, that's all I got. Um, this game like immediately kicked me in the teeth and was like, <laughs> I'd want to play more of this and I need other people to be paying attention to it because it's uh, – it is it is well worth playing and I and it is a a tremendous amount of fun and I mean you you headbang every time you get a new weapon. Um, good. I Great. think someone pointed Excellent. out part of the reason the aesthetic looks so uh, like off kilter and weird is like because it kind of has a pixelated vibe, but they're all three D models. Huh. Um, so I think it's like a low like it's 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 a two D game using three D models, and I think intentionally using. Maybe some sort of effects or some sort of uh, you know like I don't know how it's achi- or a- so, yeah I don't know how it's achieving it but it's essentially like using low like low poly models to give this appearance of like a a, a pixelated look but using th- it's just it's just That's unlike weird. anything yeah. I've really uh, seen. Um, someone on Twitter, an artist, was trying to explain to me over the weekend like part of how it's achieving that look. Um, so if you go look up my tweets, you might be able to find um, that response. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's great. I people should check out Valferis. It's a perfect Switch game, um, but it's also on PS4. Um, I don't know if it's a PS4. Let's see what this email says. Uh, da, da, da. Is a nope. That's the review code. Reverse review code. PS4 and oh yeah, so PS4, Xbox One, and uh, and Switch. Um, but yeah, runs really well on Switch and yeah, highly recommended. Valferis just. It's badass, and it's just a lot of fun to play. So, highly recommended. Cool. Um, uh, you also messaged me about another game uh, that's out now from what is the name of the studio again? Uh, 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 Amanita, it, it, Amanita, uh, or Amanita, like the mushroom. Amanita, it's one of those. Uh, Amanita um, they did, designs. Yeah, they've done a lot of cutesy adventure games, like the uh, Samarost games, or what I well, Samarost was it Machinarium? That's um, Machinarium, also, also them, uh, and then and then. The unfortunately character designed Chuchel, the one that originally had a character yeah. who looked like he was absolutely in blackface, now has an orange instead. Um, I do believe uh, they like tried to own up to that pretty quickly and like yeah, move on from it. They um, could have been a little a little better with it, but uh-huh. they did get around yeah. to it. Uh, how yeah. these things fucking go. My my expectations are so low at this point. Uh, but I do. <laughs> but in the past, I have like here's like cards on the table i've watched Vinny play these games and been like oh this is cute like the the uh, like the samarost games or Ma- machinarium uh really like adventure game adventure games with really yeah. unique aesthetics um there's a sense of sort of like hand drawn or handcrafted like sometimes it feels like they're using physical objects to create their yeah. space it's like almost like stop motion uh, or something like that um uh, uh so, so yeah. yeah so like we're a couple weeks out from the launch of apple arcade and right. so now some new games are starting to roll in there uh-huh. and so um one of those is uh, this game called pilgrims from this uh, the studio you can get it on 
uh, everywhere uh, else. It's not uh, or not not other consoles, but you can guide it. I think it on PC, Mac, and and Linux. Um, but on phones uh, or or you know mobile devices, it's on Apple Arcade. Um, and you know, I've maybe played ninety minutes of it. I was doing that while watching the Chiefs finally lose a game <laughs> um, on Sunday night. And um, as you go, percent those Colts. That's a well coached team. Good for them. Um, <laughs> Having your quarterback retire two weeks before the season would, would throw most teams under the bus. Um, anyway, uh, it's like the, the short pitch of it is um, it's an adventure game. And it's what if all the verbs and options you had available to you in, in an adventure game were cards like from a card deck. So mm-hmm. it's like when you the characters in your party Continue. are all different cards. Um, what if um, the objects that you're finding in the world are also cards? And so basically a lot of the game is playing a card and seeing how someone responds and they respond differently to different characters. So it's like, for example, um, you'll, uh, you could go to a barkeep and so like some of the characters, uh, I have four characters right now. Like I have um, sort of this explorer character who's sort of like earnest, but kind of fumbly. I have, um, this elderly woman who uh, looks very vulnerable, but has kind of a hot streak to her. Um, I found what looks like a demon that crawled out from the underground who anytime you give him an object, he like acts like a circus clown and plays with it, which like, so for one of the puzzles, I I encountered someone where uh, I wanted the fishing pole that they had and the game has no dialogue. It's just sort of like people like, and then little icons appear above them that kind of give you a hint at what they mm. want or gesture at something, a hint into the puzzle. And this guy said, uh, like, I'm sad. I want to be happy. And it showed it through like a dial. It was like a sad face, happy face. And you saw the dial move from sad to happy. And I was like, I don't know. And like, I looked at the objects. I like, I have a nut. I have, uh, <laughs> I have a, uh, like, um, a water pail. I have, I don't have anything that seems like I'm going to help this dude. Um, So then you just kind of start playing your characters and seeing how they respond. And maybe that will give you an indication of some, something else you can do. And so in this case, I randomly stumbled upon the solution, which was that, Oh, I put out the devil character and I gave him the nut and he started juggling it. I gave him like a a flowers and he like sniffed them and pretended to pass out. And both of those made the character laugh. Two of those together put him from sad to happy. And then I got the fishing pole that let me do another okay. section. And so cool. it kind of like just – it is a very – like this studio is known for very traditional adventure games uh, with really, really cool visuals. Like that has been their shtick for a very long time. And this is in some ways no different, but the the interaction – layer is is abstracted in a different way that feels like really unique and fun and playful like it's just um in addition to discrete solutions to get you to where you're going the game also rewards you for just being clever and like playing around with your deck of cards so it's like you have an achievement screen that um like for example there's this uh like fish creature that's in the water and you can just start throwing things in the water. Yeah. And in like a normal adventure game, it would just be like, eh, eh, eh. like in this game, like if you throw a mushroom in it, like it drugs up the fish and he's like having a good time. And you go, it's like ding. And you get a, a card that flips over in the achievement. That's like, Hey, you did something cool. Like you were being creative. Mm-hmm. You're no closer to what you need to do, but <laughs> it's not like it tries to address like one of the tensions in adventure games is that, absent the like specific designer intended solution, it's always a failure state. And that can get really frustrating. Mm -hmm. And especially as we've talked about 
games that lack hint systems or, or how they address players uh, trying to navigate themselves through, like, what, is, what does this game want me to do? What does this designer want me to do? Um, Pilgrim's attempts to try to address that by saying, well, actually, just because you didn't do what we needed you to do, you still did something cool and we acknowledge it by like a little cute little animation and we're going to give you a card to like show you that like we, this is the type of game where you should not always be thinking uh, what do I need to do, but what would I want to do? And like that's a like different headspace to put the player in when they encounter a new puzzle or they encounter a new character. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I've played 90 Minutes. It, it's delightful in the ways that studio always uh, kind of makes uh, delightful adventures and the act of like sliding cards, taking them out is been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it is like the nice. perfect, like have something on the other screen, like screwing around with this on, uh, on my phone, uh, sort of thing. So yeah, it's also one of on Apple Arcade. four new Apple arcade games this week. Um, there's, yeah, a, I didn't try the others. There's, uh, there's a space game, which I have read not tried. out, space, which is like, it looks um, like a space shooter, like a kind of arcadey, like 3d space shooter. Uh, something from yeah. the Neko Atsume. Uh, uh, oh word! Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what it? What it's called? Nightmare. Is that Nightmare Farm? Farm. That is Nightmare. Yeah, Farm. I haven't played with that yet. Yeah. Uh, let me read you. I'm just going to read you the the store page <sighs> for Nightmare Farm. I was hoping Farm. it was the frog one that they finally brought it to the states. Uh, that'd be great. The frog one is seems great. Janine loves the fro- the frog one. I get lots of pictures of like a frog going on adventures. The frogs are going. On this adventures. is Nightmare Farm. Uh, the story of a painful nightmare spinning in a bright world. Let's get along with the characters visiting the farm. By preparing food for them to uh, and give them toys while growing crops in the field. Story. A girl with a wounded heart wanders the city alone. She continued to walk while being in tatters physically and mentally, and eventually found herself lost in a mysterious farm. Meeting with unique friends and being touched by their kindness ultimately made the girl's wounded heart heal. Pain. Sadness. She felt like she could keep them away if she was there. Little by little, the life in such a farm changes the girl's mind and body. In this dreamy world, the future the girl ho- hopes for is... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Um, yeah, it looks like you got a farm here and you, you give people food and it's a nightmare. <laughs> Great. Nightmare digital, digital, digital dream. Uh, one star review of, uh, nightmare farm game is good, but giving one star due to the fact that it reset my progress twice now made me start over uninstall until they fix the bug, bro. You don't need to, you can just like uh-huh. send in a support ticket. You don't need to it's give it yeah. one star. That's um, like not, <laughs> not the way to handle that. Brad, the last one is what the Bradwell conspiracy, which is like a first person. Uh, yeah, but that comes from uh, yeah, who is it? It's someone uh, people like. Uh, Bossa Studios, who did um, I Am Bread, um, Surgeon Simulator, right, right, um, right. And this is like some sort of like sci-fi, uh, like uh, mystery adventure thing. For, yeah, mystery first person puzzle game. Um, so curious. They, they have a de- they have a decent sense of humor. I think this is their first like serious game. They're, they've gotcha. traditionally done things that are um, extremely goofy. But uh, you know, like I, I don't know if this Nightmare Farm game is any good. That's a good title. But I'm encouraged by like the kinds of partnerships they're seeking out. Like yeah. just partnering with that, like you know, the, the studio. Uh, you they know, did the, Nick Awesome. Like, right. And right. Just, just, yeah, are- not, not gonna be, like like. That's that's smart. Like that's also what I'd like to see them take chances on because those are games that a game like Pilgrims like is just not gonna work in the traditional app store. Um, right. And uh, so, but it might be uh, a fun version for people in in yeah. Apple Arcade. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. A, a shout outs to uh, a story I published last week. Uh, there was a um, most of the lineup for Apple Arcade was like 
you know, really noteworthy indie publisher, indie developers that, you know, got like their, uh, a lot of their attention from being like early sort of app store darlings, um, folks like Zach Gage and, um, and Adam Saltzman, um, you know, big publishers like Square Enix and Capcom. Um, and then I saw just like in a tweet from somebody, it was like, just a straight tweet. There's like, Oh, I noticed this game was made by a 14 year old. And I was like, what is an Apple arcade launch title being made by a 14 year old? So Spruce Campbell, which I need to tell the publisher made it very difficult to track this kid down. Cause they listed him as Bruce Campbell, um, the actor. um <laughs> yeah. on their, on their <laughs> website and Spruce Campbell already gets Google to be like, we know what you meant. You meant Bruce Campbell. And so do you <laughs> wow. want to click over there? I was like, no. Um, and Spruce Campbell is this kid that, uh, Self-taught, you know, uh, programming, watched YouTube videos and won uh, a BAFTA for uh, something he made when he was 12 and then created a like bird flocking simulator that got him noticed by Apple. He was flown out by Apple to uh, go attend their developer conference um, back in June and got to like meet Tim Cook and like do that whole thing. Like just a really talented, smart kid. Um, And at that you know, WWDC, their developer conference was just like a pitch to Apple Arcade. Just like, come show us your thing. And he showed up there and gave a pitch and the game and they wrote him back and was like, yeah, why don't you make a game for Apple Arcade? So yeah, Operator 41 is a pretty basic, you know, there's, you know, I'm not going to try and punch up a like a pretty basic stealth game. I think the story is more interesting than um, the game itself. But if you have Apple Arcade to, to, to see that they, you know, took a chance and like included a game from somebody who doesn't have a hit, you know, isn't necessarily going to sell any Apple Arcade subscriptions. But I think in the same way that I'm encouraged by a game like Pilgrims, I'm also encouraged that um, what is clearly going to be a gated, like hand-picked community of titles um, in which they could they could put up some really tall gates for the kinds of things that would, that would appear in there. I thought it was cool that they like a game that would be buried in the app store or even if it launched Apple Arcade a year from now was like, hey, we're actually going to take a take a risk on on this kid and include him as part of like one of Apple's huge pushes for, you know, 2019. Um, I just thought that was a neat story. Yeah, you should check that out. It's uh, up on the site right now. You, you did a good write-up of that. Um, uh, you get some other good stuff coming this week from what I can tell. Uh, now, that I'm, now that I'm like outside looking in, it's very interesting to be like, <laughs> hmm, I wonder how Waypoint is going to delight me this week. What sort of content <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Let's talk about data caps. That's the story that went up this morning. Did that go up this morning? One terabyte. Not a, yeah, it went up this Christ. morning. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's, I didn't know I had a data cap until uh, I hit it last until month. Until I, it's not too. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not not coincidentally my data cap coincides with uh, installing two security cameras in my house that are on all the time that like the sliders on them are right. um, high quality will attempt to use only 330 gigs a month medium quality Jesus. only attempt to use 120 gigs a month and then low quality just like, you know, 60 gigs a month. But it's like I'm, I'm I bought these security cameras so I could see. <laughs> See, see the things that why like, is it why um, can't they, they some they should do a thing where it's like if it senses movement it goes into high quality you know what i mean maybe yeah no have you're right yeah. For that, but mm-hmm. yeah. i think because i but when you when you switch it it needs to like turn off and like reset uh, so i just don't think yeah. it has the speed to to do that and between that and then starting streaming where i don't stream a ton you know right. I stream three, three hours a week, week but yeah, yeah. A str- an upstream is a couple of gigs and then if you don't record locally, you're downloading it, you're uploading. So it's like yeah. it just all adds up. But I don't think, as I wrote in the piece, like streaming three times a week, downloading more games than the average person. But if you played a lot of video games, I 
you're probably downloading almost as much as, as I am. Mm. Um, you know, Destiny streaming, 2 was Netflix stuff. Like 90, there's a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah. I don't even do 4K. I do 1080p. Um, right. And yeah, 90, uh, Destiny 2 is 90 gigs, which yeah. is nearly a tenth of That's my so data big. cap for so big. the month. And uh, the way it works with Comcast is it's not like you sign up for Comcast and every it's just data caps are part of it. It's regional. It's based on like who they can fuck. Like <laughs> I hate if there is no competition, right? Like so it much. says, like look up your look up your area code to see if you have a data cap. Why? Why should that even be? Yeah. Why should I? Ha- like why is that even an option? That's them flagrantly saying like. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, actually, like, here's the areas where we know we have a regional monopoly and we can, <laughs> and we can screw just you. totally screw you over. Yeah. It basically should just be like, are, instead of putting your zip code, it should be like, are you in a suburb? Yes. <laughs> cool. You have a data cap. Um, and the way it works with Comcast, at least like the, 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 you know, the setup I have is you have a terabyte a month for two months, you can go over um, and it, they'll just waive it and you can just use as much as you want for the end of the month. Um, and then... After that, it's two options. It's either $10 for every 50 gigs that you go over, which is not a lot. Um, no. Like just your just your like your phone's devices backing up downloading patches. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. hard to go through 50, you know, if your phone does an iCloud backup, if you know, you took a bunch of photos and yeah. you made a 3-minute video and that uploads to the cloud, like that <laughs> shit gets eaten up fast, especially <laughs> if you're a family. Yeah. So then your option there is to then pay $50. Should just have it all go away. Like pipe is pipe is open. Have fun. Is that not and capped? Is that not uh, sped speed locked or anything like that? Like a, I would uh, rather. Throttled? I wish that was an option. Okay. I would rather be throttled because I could just I could deal with the, like what I, I ha, like. I always give them credit. Like I have like like for eighty bucks a month. You know I get like two hundred down, ten up. Like it does everything I need it to do. Like it's it's it for it's it's fine. Like it's but I would rather like yo we're gonna cut you by half like you know you're just like you're going on to 100 and like that because that's the way like a lot of uh like mobile plans sometimes work because they just throttle you on it yeah. um so in the, the what's really insidious about it is i was reading the fine print is uh so it, let's say you think you can survive you want to pay the 50 and you could also it's not 50 forever they know that like you're just gonna have a bad month, so it's just a monthly. It's just it's just a month fifty kickoff. It's just like hey, not even month to month. It stops. You have to sign up for it oh, again. It's like a, to it's get like the a, fifty. Wow. Okay. And then they say, hey, let's say, you know, you got hit with a ten a ten ten dollar one, another ten dollar one, another ten dollar one. You sign up for that fifty dollar one. We'll waive those ten dollars. They're gone off the books. Like that, it's not eighty bucks that you're paying us. It's just fifty. We're not gonna. We're not gonna charge you for those uh, three ten dollars overages that you do. It's just like a really. It, it's a racket. Like it, it is a racket. It is yeah. bullshit. It is. It is infuriating. And then tweeting about it and seeing people outside the U.S. being like, "What are you taught? What are data caps like? Right. <laughs> like yeah, they're just not a thing confused. in other totally. places." I ran into this with my phone last year. Well. So I'd been on a I'd been on a a plan on my phone that had been like grandfathered in. Basically, it was like an unlimited thing, right. where it was like high speed unlimited, um, but we'll throttle you after a certain point, mm. uh, and we will uh, you can but you can buy your way out of the throttle. Basically, um, the alternative was a plan that was like a higher overall starting zone, mm-hmm. but it capped, Just hard like cap. hard capped, uh, uh, or it was like it hard capped, but it was free video watching, 
but only up to 480p video. You could never get anything higher than that, but it's your phone, so maybe that's okay. But tethering is it was like a, it was like a really complicated other thing. I was like, I'm just gonna fucking stay with my grandfather in thing. And on the month that I need to get more data, I'll pay the extra ten bucks to unlock another gig of whatever of data on my phone. I don't use it that much. Yeah. yeah. Then like this past year, it felt like I was using my phone more. And the answer is I was mm. because I wound up. I was I was taking more cars to and from work, mm. so I was not underground as much. Right. Where I w- would be like actually not using any data, mm-hmm. it was like finding excuses to to fucking just have more data. I was just running slower to work, and I had to like hop in a Juno, which is a New York only competitor to Lyft and Uber. Um, uh, and I was like, I'm blowing through this fucking data. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna switch to this thing. It's it's gonna be basically it was like I'm going from spending. 60 and then every month I was buying two upgrades at like 10 or 15 bucks a pop to get me up to like 90 bucks a month on my phone. I could just spend 70 and try this on this unlimited thing with the with the risk that if I don't like it, I'm fucked. You're screwed. I'm, you I'm can't screwed. go back. I cannot yeah. go back. Yeah. Finally I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me pull let me pull off the band-aid. Let me like they want me on this fucking service. I don't trust them because they want me on it. You know what I mean? It was right. one of those things where it was like right. there was they want me on it and so that means it's worse for me probably right it's been fine it's been great <laughs> it's like cheaper all said at month to month i'm yeah. never running out of the data yeah like I mean, part of this again is i'm using mass transit way more again like right. i'm but also i am not hitting the cap at all yeah um and it's been good and it's very funny well, that see I this this is like when i i uh crying you know uh, uh what do you call it? kicking and screaming yeah and yeah um i i canceled uh our cable because we just didn't need it. Like the couple of shows that we watched on cable, we just wait for them or buy it on iTunes. Like I'd rather just pay 15 bucks for the new season of the good place than, you know, paying 80 bucks for cable that we were barely using. But, um, I remember at the time, like being taken aback that like I called Comcast and was like, you know what? We just don't use the cable. I remember like telling my wife, like just goes to sleep. I'm going to, you know, I think I told the story on the podcast. Like they didn't put up a fight. (laughs) <laughs> like not even like nothing. They were just like, cool. Yeah, we'll cancel that shit. You're good. Um, and my wife was like, well, on one hand, it could be that like they know who you are. Like these like these because she works in marketing. She's like customer service flags like influential people. And she's like, maybe you're just on like a list where it's like we don't want this motherfucker going on Twitter and like causing a problem. So it's like in the system, it will like bring up like what the person wants. Just like do it. And I was like. Okay, I was like on one level, that's cool. Maybe that is me, and it's like that's a little flattering. Um, I I now suspect that is not the case, and they just knew like, yeah, I was saving eighty bucks a month for like six months, but now I'm gonna have a bunch of those months yeah. where I'm gonna have to pay the fifty because it's like I'm not gonna put my daughter's like sleeping camera to low where I can't tell what she's doing. Not because I'm afraid, like I can tell the dangerous stuff, but it's like. I want to watch my daughter go to sleep. And so it's like, I'm going to put the quality to high. Cause like, God damn it. That, that's what I want. And it's yeah. like, it's just infuriating. And it's like, I wait, that uses like internet one... in your house. Oh no. Sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going just, well, through... I mean, what do you think those cameras are running through? They, it sends the signal to the cloud. The cloud pulls it back down to your phone. What do you think? Not that, a local, that video it's not CCTV. I, that's what I was saying though. Like thinking like, can't you just run that network locally? You should be able to do that. Probably not with the setup. Yeah, no, no, because they want that data. Right. They're they're sending that. They're sending fucking video of Patrick's daughter (laughs) to some sort of like algorithm to like composite what children look like, so they can sell that to Hollywood. So in the future, you don't have to hire child actors. You can just do composite children. Right. This is it's. I'm just I'm just asking questions. (laughs) 
You know what? I just act. You know what? If you read the terms of service, that's listed in, and you can it opt says, out. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta you gotta call them up and say, "I don't want my daughter to be a digital actor in Hollywood movies." Uh, anyway, the future is here. Bad. The future yep. is here. Fucking uh, people are projecting different faces on their faces as they protest in Hong Kong right now. That technology is wild. I saw that. It's wild. Anyway, we can't get into discussion about Hong Kong protests. It is such a. You complex... see the NBA shit though. What was that? What was the? What was it? Have you even seen the whole this. thing with the rockets? No, I didn't see. I okay, it's not true. I saw a Twitter thing, but I was busy on other Twitter shit. Twitter, it. Hmm. God, I need to log off. I need. I need. As as Stephen A. Smith would say, I need to stay off the feed. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, what, we won't, what, we won't get me, into this. The short. Me, the short the, version is the the GM for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, wrote a tweet in solidarity with the protests happening in Hong Kong, okay. which was like. Fight for freedom, support for the Hong Kong protesters. Something, something fairly innocuous. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, all, all told. Which just sent a, I mean, the I see NBA Fight for freedom has a really big, yes. profitable partnership with China, a, a, a couple different, um, you know, especially like the preseason, like they, teams go and play internationally and China is a big part of that. Um, and just immediately, like they almost fired the GM. They made him put out this milk toast apologies. It was like, I just, we're not a political organization. <sighs> and it was just like, you know, the, and it's, it's been funny, um, because the NBA, which quote unquote prides themselves on like letting their players and like their organization, like be, they're like the woke league uh-huh. relative to like a lot of other, um, especially, North, you know, sort of like North American or United States based, uh, uh, sports organizations. And just immediately they were like. You saw like, oh, well, it's woke until like it hurts someone's bottom line. Uh-huh. And then it's, uh, hey, maybe shut the fuck up. So we have a lot of Tencent. Ten, I didn't realize Tencent was doing streaming for the NBA in China, but they were there. They said they would suspend live streaming for Houston Rockets games. I, I just want to briefly. Well, so yeah, Im- immediately China like cut off like a bunch of deals. Like it was right. like immediately. Um, and God, yeah, damn. and it was, it's fast, fascinating. Yeah. The, the real quick, because I know people are going to write it and be like, well, why won't Austin speak out on the Hong Kong thing is because I know I know when I need to stay in my lane and when I don't know enough frankly like yeah. I think the Hong Kong protests are so complex and anyone who tries to reduce them very quickly is doing you a disservice um, uh, on one hand these are pro-democracy protests these are protests against uh, the extradition of political uh, prisoners and come from a place of an, an interest in self-determination awesome. On the other hand, it's also driven by a sort of nostalgia for a colonial age where their models for democracy are like British and American colonial power, people who are literally waving the Union Jack around. It's a little more complex at that point. Mm-hmm. Then it, and another layer layer on that is the, uh, you know, authoritarian uh, uh, behavior of the, you know, national Chinese government. But on the other hand, a lot of the stuff that we would critique in Chinese government also occurs here in the States and in the West. And a lot of the voices who are happy to cheer for Hong Kong protesters are in their next voice shouting down protests in the states that do very similar. Oh, dude, or even the less amount, things, the amount of, of hypocrisy, of is shitbag, the re- shitbag Republicans that came out over the yeah. NBA stuff immediately, like, oh, it's, you know what, the NBA, you're cowards. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, where have you fuck been? off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's like one of those things where it's like, I, th- this is such a complex issue that in uh, what I will say is like, if you have resource, if you have resources that you love that break this stuff down, I've done some reading, obviously, uh, uh, and that you, if you have resources to point 
point me to. I would love to read them. Feel free to, to tweet them at me because I will I will continue to read on it. Uh, but I do think it's actually a, a deeply complex issue because depending on what you want to prioritize and you'll end up kind of coming at it from a different perspective. Um, anyway, speaking of tweets, you can tweet at me uh, <laughs> at Austin underscore Walker. Cotto, how about you? At A underscore Cotto underscore appears. Patrick. I'm going to close with this. Okay. Uh, I'm doing an, a postmortem with the Untitled Goose Game. Yes, uh, the other piece coming. Is that this house. week? That'll be this week? Uh, yeah, so we're doing it over email. I want to do one more round of questions before sure. I publish it. So it should be, they've been getting back to me in a day or two, so hopefully it'll happen at the end of the week. But um, uh, one of the questions I wanted to you know, get to the to the bottom of was like, who the goose? Who's the goose? Oh, right. Who, we, who we, are they? Can we bring the um, goose on a press tour? That type of thing. So I'm not going to give you the answer to that one. You have to oh, wait fuck. for that. But it's a like good at the end of this long okay. answer. At the end of this long answer, like the uh, designer I was talking to, uh, Michael McMaster, uh, was like, "Oh, and then there's <clears throat> there's another development anecdote. I'm not going to get into here. This answer is long enough as it is. Which, hey, if you were, I try to tell this every time I do an interview. It's like you cannot say too much. <laughs> like there is no world right. in which <laughs> I write a piece answer, which is right. like." Oops, like got too much to work with. It is always like, ah, like I wish I had a little bit here to flesh out what they were. So, I, you know, I that was the end of our first exchange. And then in the second exchange, I was like, all right, motherfucker, like give me that anecdote. And so <laughs> uh, Michael starts with, okay, I might have oversold this, but yes, our honk was originally a quack. In our first trailer wow, before our sound designer had come on board, most of our sounds had been sourced from freesound.org. We had trouble finding a perfect, discreet honk, but eventually found one that was nice and short and sharp from a field recording titled Geese Honking or something similar. We clipped it out and put it in the trailer. After the trailer blew up in late 2017, we got a bunch of emails telling us that actually that was definitively a duck's quack. <laughs> we went back <laughs> and looked up the field recording and read the expanded description, which was something like, quote, several geese honking recorded in a churchyard in Ireland. There might be one or two duck quacks in there. Not sure. End quote. It turns out honks are kind of slow and warbly, so it took a long time to find a replacement that had the same qualities as that quack, loud and abrupt and rude. With our sound uh, designer's very patient expertise, we eventually settled on our authentic canonical honk. A lot of Amazing. great pairings of, of words in Good. there. The canonical mm -hmm. honk. Great. Yeah. Canonical honk. Uh, uh, de definitive quack. Also, also very good. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. I just, I love the idea of, I mean, I've been on freesound.org looking for yeah. sounds for things before, but I, I, it's one of those things you don't think about. Right. Like game dev. Oh, so good. Very, very good. Uh, well, thank you for doing this deep investigation, Patrick. I'm excited to yes. read this. Yes, there's a lot of if the, the quality of answers on that one is reflective of the quality of answers on, um, you know, even less humorous things like how did you design the puzzles and, and things like that. So it's a very illuminating <laughs> sure. interview. So that makes sense. Uh, I have not sent them your final question, please, which will be the last question that I sent them. We're not, I'm not going to spoil just, that. You have to wait. I nope. had some questions mm -hmm. about yeah the goose's persuasion. Uh if you have questions for for us, you can say, oh, briefly, someone did write in and gave me an answer to a question I, I put. You know, I have two answers here in the email. Great. The first one was okay. I remembered a Patton Oswalt story that I could not place. That was oh, from yeah. 
the book, his book, Zombie Spaceship Wasteland, which he did as an audio book, which is why I remember hearing it in my head because I was listening to it while I lived up in Canada and like walking to and from campus. I, you know, I listened to it. So I was like, oh, it's like a podcast or like an audio, like a comedy uh, album. Mm -hmm. But no, it was, it was Zombie, Zombie Spaceship uh, Wasteland where, where he uh, goes on like a tour of, I want to say Vancouver, uh, a comedy clubs and I remember it being good. I don't I have not listened to it in six years, seven years, so I have no idea if it's still good. Maybe right. ten years, who could say? <laughs> uh it's Canada, so minimum nine years maximum nine years ago. Um uh the second thing someone someone wrote in, one person only wrote in and answered our very important request. I don't know if you remember this request, but I said, hey, do you have a favorite fun co pop? <laughs> uh and someone uh -huh. did someone did write in they said, uh, this is from Val. The previous email, by the way, was from Joe. Shout out to Joe. Val wrote in and said, uh, Val from Chicago, I'll, I'll note. Uh, Love the up? podcast. On a recent episode, y'all discussed Funko Pops and asked, what Funko Pops us, the beloved audience, held as their favorites? I'm here to tell you mine. It's the dead Laura Palmer wrapped in plastic wrap one that I swear <laughs> to fucking God they actually made. Here's an Amazon link so you can adorn your home or workplace with a murdered woman wrapped in plastic, <laughs> but cute. Wow. Thanks for reading. And remember, God is dead and we killed him. Thank you, Val. I'm going to link this to y'all. Why they do this, though? What? Uh -huh. Oh, my God. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I like uh, you know. I you know there yeah. I could buy this for twelve seventy three, but don't worry, I could also get seventy dollars off instantly. Thanks, Amazon. Great. Um, I was walking around. Uh, I was walking around Comic Con this weekend. I should note real quick: we announced on Friday that uh, former games journalist and critic Evan Narcis and I, Narcisse and I, yeah. uh, are co-writing a, a graphic novel about the WWE stars, The New Day, yeah. which is going to be very fun and exciting. You can check Twitter, uh, my Twitter, or the Boom Studios Twitter uh, for more on that, or Evan's Twitter. <laughs> for a company that my wife used to work for. It's so fucking <laughs> funny how this works. My, it's, my, my wife, when we lived Life. in LA, she we didn't have a car, so she needed to find something that was near the G4 offices, because we lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. And she had done some managerial things and was became the office manager at at Boom. And then so funny. It was even smaller than it was, uh, uh, you know, back then because this is ten years ago yeah. now. And yeah, she quickly became the person organizing their Comic Con events, and it's how she fell into marketing and event organization. That's so funny. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be one of the projects I'm working on. Uh, yeah. Going forward with some of my, I guess not free time because it's work still, but the the, the time opening up right. by me not doing editorial stuff here. Look forward to that and some other stuff in the near future also. Um, uh, but I was walking around Comic Con and the whoever distributes Funko Pop had a Funko Pops had a booth and they so they're Read releasing Pop, right? Hmm? Isn't it Read Pop like the people who own Comic Con? I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that. That's where the pop comes from. I think that was just like popular. Funko Reed Pop. Pop does not make fun. Do they? I would. There's no way. <laughs> I think they do. No way. They do conventions. They don't. Do they I do, think they really do Funko Pop. I think they also do Funko Pop. Kato, I can't believe that this is true. I, I think I'm. I think. I think this is someone who's misled you. No. The Funko Toy Company is a different thing. They're not owned by Reed Pop. I don't think so. 
Mm. I did a search for Reed on the Funko Wiki page, and the only thing I saw was, after an idea for a new figure is agreed upon, the idea then goes to senior sculptor Nina Lijamora and creative director Sean Wilkinson. I think they're unrelated companies. Damn. The pop is pop culture. Yeah. For now. Yeah. For now. Yeah, until. <laughs> so, but I walk around. They're putting out a they're putting out a Jesus Mero bobblehead set, the Funko Pop Company okay. is. <laughs> and I thought for real we were gonna get a Jesus Mero Funko set. Yeah. And I was like, you know I just might. <laughs> yeah, no. Because it's very funny. <laughs> um uh Patrick, you you put something in chat before we wrap up. I haven't watched it. I just it's a cute dog. That's there's there's starting production on the Cowboy Bebop series for Netflix, which I totally forgot what? was even a thing. Ayn is here. Um, Ayn is very Ayn. cute. I don't know that we have to cue this up and watch it because it's literally No, I didn't even watch it. I, behind the I think it's just people at a table. No, this is yeah. a minute. Yeah, it's a minute long. We don't need to watch it. But no. but that is a good dog. Ayn is good. I like Ayn. They attached a GoPro to the dog. Yeah. Cowboy that's Bebop good. now in production. Oh, I'm so curious Fine. about how that's going to be. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us ramble on. We gave our <laughs> Twitters a while ago. If you have questions, you can send them to gaming at vice.com. Uh, do you uh, still get those? I do. Okay. My email's back. My email, that, that, like, one day of them not, yeah, yeah. of, like, the IT being a little slower than yeah, yeah. the, you know, whatever. I just make My, sure that didn't break on accident. No, that did not break, thankfully. The, I mean, it did Austin that gets day. them. I still don't. Wait, do you, Three years later, how would, still don't get. Yeah, this comes up. You're every the only once in a while, one. You're the only someone one. Right. Someone, and someone goes, yeah, we should how? Fix how that. am I the only one? Oh no, I think Rob is too. Rob has to get them. Rob, Rob Danica used to get mm-hmm. them. I don't. Yeah, know. Rob gets them. I get the waypoint okay. advice.com. I'll figure Different out who that is. Email. Or y'all figure out who this is. Talk to Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's not your people job to, to add you to. Which that means I'll just ignore it again. You say that. I got. I somehow got meetings today. I don't ask. It's weird. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back later this week with some more stuff. Um, no promises on what that looks like. I, is, is Rob out all week? Yeah. Okay. Rob's, Shout out uh, to Rob. Let no, Rob. I let think Rob he comes rest. out at the end of the week. I think he comes back at the end of the week. Okay. Um, okay. So well, I don't we'll see. know if he'll be on a Friday. We'll go play some stuff. We'll, ch- we'll we'll wrap back around in a few days. He's Rob, Rob the um. The, the 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 one person who seemed to actually like Breakpoint, Zach. I know oh, yeah, the reviews wow. were like just brutal. He was uh-huh. yeah. It is yeah. so funny. Yeah, people did not like that. It game. is so funny. It is the most Waypoint shit in the world uh-huh. that we were the most positive on this Ubisoft open world <laughs> military the games game. That if you were just to like put the bullet points down, yeah. a Waypoint gonna kick this game in the teeth. Yep. Right. And it's like Rob's like. Well, actually, well, actually, <laughs> it's it's good though. But like, of course, because it's still it's the game that is like, oh, this is a game about being disempowered. This is a game that's like trying some fuck. My so I have friends uh, who do uh, let's plays on the internet called the Run Button. I guess disclosure. One of them is at friends at the table, which means is a co-owner of a business with me. Mm. Keith Keith Carberry, uh, Kyle Churchill, the the other uh, of the two cousins who runs Run Button, a, a let's play. Um, uh, uh, channel on YouTube. They are playing through a bunch of Gundam games right now, mm. and at the top of their most recent video, they, they played the Dreamcast Gundam game, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 0079 Side Story. Um, has a, uh, I forget what it's called. I forget there's like a subtitle for it. I forget the name of. Side Story, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's like Gundam Side Story um, Rise from the Ashes. Oh, damn. Uh, I, they had asked me for a, recommend, a recommended Gundam game to play, and I was like, oh, I remember I really liked that as a kid. It like 
there's things I liked about it. It was probably my favorite when I when I played all these games back in the day. Uh, and in the beginning of that video, Kyle fucking just calls me out. He's like, uh, Austin said this was his favorite game. So I think that means that it's going to be like really ambitious, but really janky. And we're not going <laughs> to like it, but we're going to say it had some neat ideas. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm seen. Yeah, absolutely. That's the shit I like. That's it. I know what it is and that's okay. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to play a bunch of games that are overambitious and and have uh, good ideas, but maybe the execution is bad this week, and we'll check back in later this Great. week <laughs> with some updates on those. Uh, until then, peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Honk if you're with me. Honk. <laughs> um, all right. Honk, honk. Oh, my God. Oh, I guess, I guess quack God. if you're with me. Uh, that's such a funny story. How's that? All their answers are really good. good, um, good. They wanted to do it over email. They basically were like, we could do it over... Skype, but we're kind of overwhelmed right now, and it'd just be nicer if I could just do this at night when like things calm down. It's like that's cool, that's fine. Yeah. Like that's that's a easier for yeah. me, and I don't have to transcribe it. Uh, and also, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Um, their inter- their answers have been exceptionally. Uh, um, that's very good. I don't know how you left. <laughs> it did sound like the, that, right? Yeah. Trying to get this cord in. Now he's gone. <laughs> All right. All right. Time dot is. <clears throat> Ready whenever. Okay. Wait, hold on a second. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. Is it being weird? Levels are very oh, weird. Hate to see that. Mm. <sighs> Glad you caught it. Yeah. <laughs> Better now than later. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe I was just. Maybe that was just me shuffling on my desk. I, okay, it seems like we're fine. All right. Okay. Uh, fifty-four. All right. <laughs>